nicest piece of work I ever done, I think. It's got a low grain log, so it won't tumble. Ought to be pretty accurate. Oh, well, shoot, it's just a gag. I mean, uh, Tech, you're gonna shoot a 44 bullet at anyway. Made out of silver. How about a werewolf? We got vampires, werewolves, zombies, and ghosts. We even got a couple aliens ripping their throats. You know we fascinated with films and it's Halloween time. No, I can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) I think you got it. I like it. I like it. (laughs) We can't all be winners. No, I like it. He's like, there's too many words I can't rhyme in there. (laughs) What rhymes with werewolves? I was trying to throw in, you know, how to get in like trick or treat and Halloween and all that. And it was like, nope, those don't rhyme. I'm done. (laughs) 150% better than what I could do. Yeah, come on, give it a shot. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> I'll do my part. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fascinated with Films. Ooh-hoo! That's right. If you haven't guessed yet, this is a special Halloween episode. We're doing this in two parts, so for you uh, Halloween fans or just fans of us, you're in for a treat because this is going to. Part two is going to drop in like five days. I guess this drops on Saturday, so Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So yeah, like four days. Nice. We're going to. Uh, release the second part to this episode oh yes are, are you a fan of halloween oh god you kidding me me and my girl my girl's already she is obsessed she's with, got some bone animals around she's obsessed house. with bone animals now more than anything she'll buy them online she's probably home right now she's, next <laughs> she's at home right now buying one on from target i'm sure i think she's cornered the market on different animals well, uh, didn't they, didn't um what was that the one that was animated with jack and they tried to have the Christmas play uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, yeah. That was awesome a bo- bone animals in that one, right? Wasn't the dog? Oh yeah, bone the animal? Yeah, yeah, dog. yeah. He, he was, was great. Uh, yeah, what was his name? I have the pop, the know. Funko Pop of him and everything. Oh yeah, yeah I should know him. Jack and friggin' uh, I don't know. I'll shout out in the middle of the pod. Yeah. I'll be like, what's he doing? <laughs> He's got Tourette's. <laughs> <laughs> I saw something funny the other day. It was just a picture. This guy had like dug like a four foot hole, and he bought you know a fake skeleton, and he put Zero. it down in there. That's his name. Zero. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> see, good job. Um, yeah, he dug like a three or four foot hole and bought a fake skeleton. Oh wait, I did and, see something and like put that. it down yeah, in the yeah. ground and filled it back in. And he's like, you know, the, the next owners of this house are gonna have a great time. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. You gotta, you have to, do, you have really to document that. that though. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I really want to do that though. It's just just like, like funny farm. I wouldn't even dig it four feet. I dig it like with like the two and a half feet. Out of the, yeah. Uh, I think Mister mm. What's his name had a mule at one time around here. Remember in Funny Farm where yeah, they yeah, found yeah. the body? Yeah, yeah. That was hysterical i'm not paying for it <laughs> oh man yeah i love halloween we always decorate we don't decorate outside we only decorate inside but I, on my uh route every night uh, in hail plantation some serious well, that one dude that, there's some serious that people puts up the 20 foot blow up yeah that he's still there but in the news sections there's some guy who's got like this demon hanging from the tree i should take some pictures and yeah some definitely too, because they're pretty impressive and they're i'm probably the only person they're like entertaining at night right. no one else yeah. in the neighborhood so i don't understand no, it. it's almost like you know christmas like as far as yeah, the decorations yeah. go. we do decorations outside for christmas mm-hmm. we'll do we'll put lights around the rooftop and everything like that we yeah. used to put the, them on the trees the average american spends 87 dollars between candy and costumes. Really? We, we have so many like decorations in our garage for I, Halloween and uh, As soon Christmas. as I moved from as soon as I grew up and moved on from Massachusetts. Yeah. 
kind of just never did. I wish we had some of those old uh, Christmas decorations or or Halloween decorations that we had when we were kids. Oh, yeah. That's what's sad because Eric still has all his shit. He he doesn't he doesn't throw anything away because man he didn't really he only moved to town he moved a town, town over yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Once> you <laughs> move out of state if you, you kinda... move the next as soon as I move out of state, actually I'm one of those people that love throwing shit away when I have to move. <laughs> oh yeah I love uh, throwing shit away when I'm not even moving like, I go into my garage and it's like I haven't I haven't thought about this thing in two years yeah so I get to throw it away yeah. email now, now when I uh, <laughs> when I moved to Arizona like everything that I had fit inside of my truck and in the truck bed. You know what I mean? Like, and, yeah. and a dog. <laughs> I had a point I mean? like that too, where I had everything in the backseat of a car. Yeah. And then I had to build up from everything there. And then yeah. when you combine with somebody else, when you get married, yeah. now, no. so then when crap. I moved back, I had to get a fucking U-Haul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> got, yeah. Now we got too much stuff, man. Yeah. I mean, we'll, it's we'll nice go, to have stuff. We'll go throw some shit you out. Give it this. away for trick or treat. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't need this anymore. Here you go, kid. <laughs> Here's a desk. What am I going to with the Wall Street yeah. Journal. <laughs> <laughs> See, both of you probably don't have to worry. Well, definitely don't have to worry about trick or treaters. Oh yeah, you no. guys. I have spent zero dollars. And I, if someone knocks so. on my door, I, I go, I grab the gun. Yeah, yeah. first. Because yeah. if you knock on my door, you, you ain't getting the three musketeers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're getting the thirty odd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I live in a residential area, and we don't have any. It, it's crazy. It's, it's like an outdated thing. I don't get it. It seems really crazy well, when you think about it, and especially with there's better options. Wouldn't you be like, worried about somebody? fucking with your candy well, for your kids too that's why i love that they're doing better options now like in town we got the boo at the zoo so you go to the zoo and up at santa fe and you walk around and they give you candy out they got that trunk or treat which where people go in parking lots and they open their trunk and that's where they just sit on the on their thing and people oh, walk really? around and you hand treats out it's like to people halloween tailgating yeah it's like a halloween tailgating you need to get some kind of cooler and i'd be if i was grill. a parent i'd be worried about fucking creepy it's absolutely yeah a lot safer than it is. Well, and the other thing, <laughs> going Joey, Joey Diaz is like, he was making fun of him. He's like, Halloween must be like pedophile's dream. He's like, Christmas. Yeah. I don't even yeah. have to hunt kids. They oh, come and knock on my me. door. That's so terrible. <laughs> but it's so true, too, and <laughs> yeah, how you never know whose door you're going to knock yeah. on, dude. It seems well, we crazy had some when we weirdos think that. growing That'd be up. a good movie, yeah. actually. Yeah. You know, kids getting abducted on Halloween, like going to somebody's house. Yep. Yeah. Probably People it, don't steal this idea. Pro- probably steal make this it, idea. Probably make it teens that are too old yeah. to be trick or treating. Now I did, and with uh, or puppets. <laughs> when we stopped going, we stopped doing Halloween. Probably like in eighty-seven. Yeah. Maybe that, that seems even late. It probably was more like eighty-five. I was and, eighty-seven. I was at the Christian school, but so definitely wasn't. John Christian and I bought the laziest costumes you can buy. Yeah. those rubber masks. Oh yeah. yeah, and him and I went out. And trick or treat. Like, we like candy. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah, we were bored. We're like, yeah. we like candy. Yeah. <laughs> and what I liked about Halloween up north is, first off, the time change was earlier, yeah. so that it was mm-hmm. dark at five o'clock. Right. You were doing it, at night, and which, it was but, cold. But for a safety week. reason, that's almost ten times reason, more reason not to do it. Yeah. You know. Oh, remember George Mahoney scared the shit yeah. out of us one time? Yeah, it made me cry. We walked across the street. <laughs> I was young, man. He was, was literally like in the bushes. He must have sat there waiting. Waiting, yeah. For a long time, I've done time, that before. Man. And he was fun. probably thrilled when he knew it was us from across oh, the street. Oh, I bet. Yeah. We knew he jumped out, out and just screamed at the top. Yeah. And like We were fucking pissing ourselves. Yeah, yeah no, the, somebody got me. My my. He was like my neighbor, but he was also a good friend of mine. Um, and his dad had turned all the lights off in the house except for like the Halloween decorations in the front and the pumpkin and he left the door wide open and it was just completely black and there was a bowl of candy there. Uh. You know what I mean? And 
fuck, he's my neighbor, you know what I mean? So you know I'm grabbing a handful or two, you know? Well, right as I go to reach down into the candy, you just start hearing this, like, gallop. And I'm like, what the hell is that? They had this huge boxer, and he was letting him go, and he was on a leash just to the door. Ah, that's funny. Oh, my God. I mean, (laughs) this, this, you know, what is, like, the the Ghostbuster dog, you know, coming out of the darkness while you're reaching for candy. Scared the shit out of me, but it was hysterical. Oh, then, then I went and sat at the edge of the driveway and waited for other people to come <laughs> and watch it happen. Now, now we we must have really been grown up because what I just remember just a second ago is remember with the haunted houses we used to. Oh yeah, we had a weird house mm-hmm. where if you went upstairs. At the top of the stairs, you could make a right or a left. The right was my bedroom most of the time. Mm. The left was Paul and Matt's. Mm. But there was a giant walk-in closet that bridged the two, the two rooms oh, yeah, from between. the back side. Yeah, in between. Yeah. So it's a literally That's a pretty awesome. circle you could walk around. Yeah. So we would make haunted houses and turn the lights off. That's awesome. And you'd have, my mom was basically just my mom. Yeah, yeah but still, that's great. I remember we threw a blanket down on her head, oh, yeah. though. And, and she, she ended it she right after She ended that. it. Before. Oh, we had spent no. hours building it. She's like, nope. I'm, I'm done. Kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like, still think in a, uh, another time, uh, if we had the money and the free time, we could bring Gainesville probably the best haunted house. Oh, because they're remember? all horrible. You should well, do horrible. the problem is, is back in the day, you used to be you put your hands on people. Well, right, you, you can yeah. still do that now, but you have to have people sign shit before oh, you go really? in. Yeah, yeah. There's some really hardcore ones now, in like, Chicago that, like... and Detroit where they can literally like... You're signing over the idea that they could grab you and put hoods over your head and do shit to you. Yeah. Uh, and they... And they warn you, yeah, and see, they I don't do think it. I could do that. No, because I just naturally like I couldn't be like, oh, this is fun, ha! <laughs> like just naturally, I'd be like, no, we're gonna have to fight now. Yeah, I know. Like, it, I, it's I, that I, one thing, like, oh, this person accidentally gave me a chop to the Adam's apple. Now I'm gonna have to get pissed. Yeah, you know, you know what like, I mean. Like, and I don't the JCs care. used to do a good job. Oh like, yeah, remember they did. Even some of the uh, the Christian ones where they were trying to scare the shit out of kids. Oh yeah, to show they you what hell's the devil like. Oh, they would do like a hell one. Yeah, demons and devils, and some of them end up being good. I was like, these are. Some sure. of the haunted houses. <laughs> well, I've heard um, there's one in town. Heads up, creativity not being <laughs> yeah. used. We get to be evil today. Yeah, right? <laughs> Only oh, because that... we're showing them what the hell's like. Oh, <laughs> I've got a great quote into one of my movies there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was going to say something, but you, that just distracted me. And I, fall up north was magical uh, so to me. So I, because we I'm would go three weeks to the I'm Big Apple. Oh, nice. Yeah. And which was an apple orchard that had like a, a giant barn. Out front, you could make anything a haunted house up north, really, in the fall. <laughs> but the the JCs used yeah. to use that elementary school that was closed yeah. down down near Jim, uh, Gino's. Yeah, remember, and behind Marciano's. It's places that people almost every place up there. There's a rumor that it's haunted, anyways. Yeah. So, so almost every haunted house is a rumor that it was an actual haunted house. Back remember in all the stories. Stephen Childer is a friend of ours in, from the Christian school. Oh yeah, he used to. He and used and to have brothers. stories him and his about haunted houses. Mm-hmm. Not haunted Not houses. Their house out of his own house. Yeah. Like that a ghost followed him and his family around to like three different residences. Yeah. And oh. all three, him and his brothers really believed it. They I really believed it. About it. And I, I don't believe in that shit, but... Uh, I don't not believe. I, I never I, saw. A, I never saw a ghost. So. I've got. A, I've got a little ghost down on my property. Um, there's like a house that nobody lives. in. We got ghost in. mice in the attic. <laughs> um, there's a house that nobody lives in, and like 
Um, one time I, I like the previous tenant just trashed the place and I had to go in there and so I killed him and now it's yeah. <laughs> so yeah, right. a story I was in there working one day and for some reason or another I had opened the fridge door and it was all the way open and the fridge had one of those little alarms on it to like be like hey you need to close the fridge you know what um, yeah I know it was way fancy I, I just need something to keep things cold but uh, I, I was like far away from the fridge and the alarm started going off and out loud because I was just standing there by myself I was like yeah whatever I'll close you in a minute and I turned and looked the other way and the fridge door slammed shut like it was crazy and then a couple of weeks later I had a buddy of mine in the house he was in another room and he just comes out and he goes you know this place is haunted right and I was like oh yeah there's a ghost in here for sure and he's like no for real the hairs on the back of my neck just stood up I'm getting the hell out of here like so like that's the only thing that does it <laughs> yeah well you know when you sense something no, and every that, time that I, I watch a game in. seven of Red Sox then there must be goats yeah. in the room <laughs> well that I believe that if you have that bad almost feeling almost ruined the microphone there <laughs> if you have that weird kind of chilling feeling yeah. it's best to get out and be wrong yeah absolutely man <laughs> than uh, stay and be right yeah you know? oh I had one and I know we're getting way off tangent here but with uh, our our stairs being in our bedrooms being as weird as they were Mm -hmm. there's a light switch yeah it's one of those weird ones that if you if it was off up up top yeah you couldn't turn it down on the bottom it only works oh really it's like a master switch yeah 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 Yeah. oh wow so if you and it was dark as fuck upstairs so i i was sleeping on the couch fell asleep during a movie i woke up and i went and switch the light, it was off. Mm-hmm. So I had to go in, and then I had to reach into my room around the corner to turn oh. the light on. And when I did, something grabbed me Ooh. and threw me over its shoulder and ran, and I immediately woke up again. Whoa. One of those dream inside a dream. That's awesome. And then I had to go there yeah, again, it? and oh. the light was off again, and I was like, No, dude. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. One of the few dreams inside of dreams I've had. It was yeah. weird. Some Inception shit. Yeah, dude. I know, right? <laughs> All right, so what we're going to do here is normally we will go around five times and each of us will name a movie for a specific genre. Well, we changed up our Halloween pot a little bit. So each round is going to be dedicated to one kind of uh, creature or element of Halloween and horror. And we're each going to pick kind of not necessarily our favorite movie from there because there's so many of them, but uh, a movie maybe that has impacted us that we like to go back and revisit every once in a while. Some that it just Smurfs. kind of <laughs> there's no Halloween element there <laughs> unless Vampire it's a Smurf unless it's a Smurf Halloween. Vampire Smurfs. <laughs> uh, so the the categories we're gonna do this pod, and I'll tell you what we're gonna do next pod too, so you can uh, be there for that one too. This pod we're gonna do shit. I gotta pull up the next one. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. Well, I thought this it was pod a- we're doing vampires, werewolves, zombies, aliens, and ghosts. Awesome. Yeah. And then the next pod, which actually comes out on Halloween, is demons, serial killers, witches, creepy kids, and monsters. Sweet. Man, Can the creepy kid be a serial killer? Oh, man, you Ooh. go next level. <laughs> yeah, you could probably combine a lot of those. There is There's certain I, movies that we've come across, and I know you've come across, that mm-hmm. you could completely diff, put in different categories. Mm-hmm. I mean, monsters is one of the ones that you could probably argue all day long that it... You, Whatever you put in there is yeah. probably fitting. Yeah. But there's there's certainly ones that don't like Godzilla and that don't really fit in any other category besides a monster. Mm-hmm. So we could think outside the box. So and we definitely got some outside the box ones on here, too. So I think we should start right off. Let's uh, should we go five up, five sure. up to one. All right, let's do uh, ghosts. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. All right. So for ghosts, 
I'm going Candyman. Ah, yeah, love Candyman. So how many? Who would you say? Who would what? What? What oh. was the name of it? Candyman. <laughs> say it one more time. Candyman. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you know, I'm funny. getting that hair on the back. <laughs> yeah. of that I'm gonna check I'm out the fuck out if here. Tony Todd just yeah, suddenly uh-huh. shows up. Oh man! And he always he always comes How's it going, from, guys. He always comes from behind you too. Or Biggie Smalls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was great. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> trying to go to the party. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fun oh, stuff. And man. this was an old kind of... Uh, this was like 92, I think. I mean, this was a take on what was the Bloody Mary. Is yeah. what they did in the yeah. 70s. Yeah, it was Bloody Mary type of thing. So yeah. tell us a little bit about... And I love Tony Todd in this, too. I have him in one of my movies. And he's great. Him. And I mean, and the other thing about him, too, is... Do you ev- ever see him and not think Candyman? Every single time yeah. I see him or hear his voice. Yep. You know, it's Absolutely. like, oh, that's Candyman. Yep. You know? Um, he's one of those, like, my MacGyver's, uh, Richard Dean Anderson's always MacGyver, yeah, and no, you, these certain people that it just follows you around, man. I do love MacGruber also, yeah, by the well, way. <laughs> every time you see him, like, you can think MacGruber. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So, yeah, it's basically kind of based on the Bloody Mary, except it's Candyman. Candyman was a wrongly accused slave yeah. um, who was lynched by the town. And this takes place in Chicago. But and just... you can really get some good backstory if you watch the second one. Oh yeah, really. The first, the flesh. The, yeah. yeah, the first one. The first one was amazing. It's one of my favorite films. Yeah. It has one of my ultimate favorite scenes of any movie in there. And if you don't talk about it, I'll jump on it. Yeah, I think uh, I know which one you're talking about. Uh, but... That I just with Virginia Madsen that I just fucking love. Mm. But uh, go ahead. So um, he's he's lynched by the town, um, and what they do is there are a bunch of beehives um, because of the time of year or whatever. Mm. It's like you know the farming community. It's time for them to pollinate or something. So they go and they smash all the beehives and they cover him with honey mm-hmm. and they cut off his right hand um and I, I can't remember if they burn him i don't know if they do or not but i know the bees come and swarm him and you might just be confusing it with the burning sequence at the end right that might be yeah. it um you know and so basically his ghost has lived on mm-hmm. um to get revenge for the wrongdoing you know that they've done to him Missed so, opportunity on Revenge Pod, man. I know, right? <laughs> well, I knew this was kind of coming yeah. up. Oh, so you had planned. Luckily, luckily, <laughs> I'm very psychic. I could probably tell you what we were going to do for at least another 25 episodes. What? <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so the movie starts off, and it's a girl and her boyfriend, yeah. and they kind of hear about the Candyman So many people legend. have done this type of opening too if you think the ring oh it's yeah the same thing let's watch don't this watch video the movie. Right? Yeah. don't do use it. the ouija board yeah, yeah. don't use yeah. the ouija board um, well and also like you know the main premise of the story kind of takes takes place in like the hood in yeah. chicago like the projects you know and you can tell very quickly that these are two like suburban white teenagers you know yeah. that are just like oh i heard this legend <laughs> you know where the other people that know the shit's real are like don't fuck around with that you <laughs> <Yeah>. know um, <laughs> this ain't no candy man <laughs> yeah well and i think you have to say his name five five times, times. Five yeah times? Yep. yeah because she says it four times yeah. and then she goes up into the bathroom mm-hmm. and she's looking to the mirror and she's all by herself Herself and she just says candy man mm-hmm. and she flips the light off and oh. he appears behind her and you hear her screaming and blood just starts draining through the floor you know mm-hmm. or through the ceiling yeah. onto the, her boyfriend you know so that's the opening we um, should mention that the great clive barker did this who yeah. we've loved forever for the hellraiser movies nightbreed yeah his uh, style is stuff, great man. yeah he's a disturbed individual yes he <laughs> yeah, for sure <laughs> he really is but he's great yeah 
Um, and so from that murder comes like this um, investigative journalist and her friend, um, and they're the two main characters of the movie. Virginia Madsen, who is uh, amazing in this movie. This is one of the few uh, first movies I think I saw Virginia Madsen, and her boyfriend was played by Xander Berkeley, which we've talked about every once in a while. He just died on uh, Walking Dead. Oh, did he? Uh, he he also played George in 24, Xander oh, Berkeley. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, the black girl was her uh, friend. I don't remember what her name is. I think it's Vanessa A. Williams. Yeah, Vanessa A. Williams. See, I'm not sure. I know I've seen her before. Oh, no, it's Cassie Lemons. Sorry. Oh, I definitely Lemons. haven't seen her. Then. Yeah. Um, but for Virginia Madsen and Tony Todd are really the two big kind of uh, people right. in this movie. And, you know, and basically she's just trying to find out if this is even real. Yeah. Which and... really puts the audience in her kind of shoes because we're learning along with her, yeah. which is always kind of a great way to get your exposition out. You just do it naturally through your characters like that. Right. And it was fun to be able to see her go into, like, the bad part of town. Right. She's, like, classic for, what's this white woman doing here? Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and, like, you know, at the uh, at one of the projects, they have that, like, shrine set yeah. up to him, yeah. you know, and it's like the Like the, the open... kid knows what's going on. Right, and yeah. it's got the open doorway and it's like they're they've painted a picture of him on there mm. so the doorway is his mouth and like yeah. you know it's creepy, creepy. stuff even her going into those bathrooms and everything and yep. you're constantly concerned you weren't as much concerned that candy man's gonna get her but that someone was gonna get her for right. being in the wrong place yeah. at the wrong time and uh, i'll just say my favorite scene i, I don't want to steal it from you but no, uh, like so i'll jump on it with you yeah this. so basically what happens is is candy man starts to make it look like she's murdering a bunch of people yeah. and um, her friend, uh, you know, gets murdered and the police come and they arrest her. Um, and so eventually she's like talking to a psychologist yeah. and they're, Oh, in, I got another scene. Oh, okay, good. good. They're, they're in, that's a good one too though. They're in his room and she's like telling him the truth about everything that's happening. And of course he's looking at her like she's crazy yeah. and he's just sitting there at the desk and all of a sudden Candyman comes up behind him out of nowhere. Through the window, isn't it? Or no, I think oh, he, he goes, he goes, out he goes that's out right. through that's the right. window. Um, but he hooks him oh, yeah. in the back. He like, loves doing that uppercut hook. Oh man. yeah, well, and you know, in most movies, like they'll gut somebody like yeah. that, and I you think... don't see many people with a hook other than maybe like Captain you know, hook. well, or you. Uh, I know what you did last summer. That was kind yeah. of his thing. Was the yeah. hook thing. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre hung him up. That's right. The oh, yeah. hook. But you know, not his weapon of choice. I don't. But he will use it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever seen somebody gutted from behind like yeah. and so that scene is just so like oh my fucking god yeah. to me like you know but well mine i my favorite scene in that whole movie is when she initially gets arrested so she's in the parking garage and she has a moment with Candyman where Candyman kind of appears in front of her at the parking garage and all of a sudden she passes out and when she wakes up she's waking up to screaming yeah and she wakes up covered in blood in this woman's apartment and there's a dog with his head chopped off, yeah. like right next to her. She's got a huge butcher knife, and there's a woman in the next uh, room uh, screaming. Yeah. So she goes into the next room, and the woman's standing over a crib, and there's a dead baby there. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, this woman runs at Virginia Madsen and tackles her to the ground. Then you hear the police at the door banging on the door right. and everything. So you don't know what the hell is going on. It's like the most chaotic scene ever, but you realize that... Somebody did something really fucking horrible in this place. And this woman <laughs> that's killed a child and a dog is a, a way dog, to get the audience dog's right. head yeah. off. And this woman is attacking Virginia Madsen like she is 100% sure that she did this shit. Right. And so they pull her off of him. And then there's that really great, uncomfortable scene where she's. Uh, this is probably one of the best acting I've seen Virginia Madsen do was when she was at the police station and they're having her stripped down mm-hmm. and she's shaking like uncontrollably. Yeah. Can I keep this on? No, ma'am, you can't. And she's like really loose. 
losing it. We'll go back to that scene and watch how amazing she is in that scene. You mm-hmm. really believe that she went through something. So that whole chunk of scene right there was awesome. But yeah. I love when she ends up going back to a random scene where she, uh, where her husband leaves her when she's in like the insane asylum, right? And uh, or boyfriend, and she goes back to his apartment and finds her and uh, her new. Uh, the husband's new girlfriend painting the apartment. Do you remember that? Where oh, she I just don't. walks into the apartment and the new uh, wife is uh, painting the apartment and oh, she's wow. still in her like uh, hospital, hospital gown and yeah. everything and she freaks the shit out of this woman. It was, it was a fabulous, fabulous yeah. And movie. also just like the, the thing I loved most about this movie was, and I'm not a huge gore fan, yeah. but the killings in this I movie. Am. I am, yeah. <laughs> um, the killings in this movie were just like so intense. And um, what's it called? The Foley noises? Is yeah. that the, mm-hmm. the, you know, the, oh, the, yeah. the sounds the that they make the, when, uh, oh rips. man, dude, oh, yeah. it sticks with you. And I, I love suspense just as much as gore. And if you asked me, would you rather have a jump scene in here or a really gory scene? I would probably choose the jump scene because mm-hmm. you can get gore in other places and stuff like that. I think there's great elements when you could add suspense, tension, and uh, gore all in the same time, too. Mm-hmm. Gore's kind of... Since we started making horror movies, our, the gore isn't as gory now. Now it has to be wrapped in with some psychological stuff to really affect me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. All right, Dave, what do you got for Ghosts? Ghosts. This one was a blockbuster. Patrick Swayze. Yep. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you very well could use that one, though. So. No. Casper. Probably just as big in terms of blockbuster. I think it made this director probably uh, Sixth Sense. Oh, oh yeah. It absolutely made the director. And this was probably one of two horror movies of that year that everyone fucking saw. Yeah. The other one being Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Uh, they were out at the same exact time. Really? People forget they were in the oh, theater really? at the same time. Huh. One, <laughs> one, opened, one opened like a week one before One had the a other. giant budget. Yeah. The other one had a better good percentage yeah. of earnings. Yeah. But it was also two movies that everyone went and saw. Yeah. You yeah. had to see it. Yeah. And... And the funny thing is, is I've seen this movie several times, and it's not as good. It it's interesting the, the yeah. times after you watch it, yeah. but it's not as good as the first time. Not as good as the first. No, but there no, are no. some times when you see movies, you that get to happen. learn more stuff. Yeah, but what you did here, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna tell the. Yeah, well, we're gonna spoil Six Sense if you haven't seen Six Sense. You may want to um, jump so forward Bruce like Willis, uh, five minutes. Um, the little. Uh, Haley, uh, Haley Joel Osment, who's awesome again. Yeah. He he disappeared for a long time and longest time. Now he's kind of back. He was in a couple of episodes of Drunk History. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you were telling me about that. Shit. Yeah, I need to check that out. Funny as shit. Yeah. But anyways, so um, Donnie Wahlberg's oh, two yeah. minute scene, scene was fan. so good. Fan- I didn't even recognize yeah. it. No, no one did. No. When this movie no. came out, it was like one of those things that once you found out about it, you like had this. to tell everyone. You were yeah. like, you remember that kid in the uh, yeah. New Kids from the Block? Yeah, like, yeah. he was. Great. He was great. He was really yes. good. And yeah, this absolutely. is when his career kind of started, but he was super method to the point where... Uh, he lost. Went, he had to have lost yeah, but, 50 uh, or 60 pounds. M. Knight pounds. didn't tell him to do that. M. Knight like, uh, saw him in an audition and hired him everything and then didn't realize Donnie went full fucking crazy on wow. it. And then when he showed up like on the set, he had been like 30 pounds less than he was. And he was like, holy crap. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. So and he went on to do some great stuff with yep. like uh, wasn't he Band of Brothers and uh, yeah he was yeah. creating Band of Brothers. Yeah. What was the one where he was kidnapped? With oh, that was great. He was great was in Ransom. Called? Ransom. Ransom. He was really good in that too. Yeah, but certainly one of the ones where you did not recognize Donnie. Wahlberg. I didn't recognize him. Pull, pull is, if you're listening, pull like uh, Six Sense. I guarantee Wahlberg the clip up. is only two less than two minutes long. Great scene oh, yeah, absolutely. too, man. It's great, a great scene. Really so it kind of like is the precipice of the movie where Bruce Willis gets shot in the stomach. And then they flash forward to a year later, mm-hmm. 
And looks well, like his marriage has started to fall apart. It yeah. looks like his career is kind of taking a turn. Yeah. So he meets this kid that he's going to help. This kid's got some emotional issues. Right. And uh, Tony Collette played his mom too. That's she right. Was really great. And she was that was early on in her career too. What else was she in? A lot of stuff. She's in that Hereditary, and she's uh, uh, she was in Little Miss Sunshine. And that's uh, right. Little Miss Sunshine's what I remember. Uh, she was what was the United States of Terror? That was the uh, show where she had the split personalities. Uh, Went for like two seasons. Isn't she from Go? Uh, no, no. Uh, go. Who was in Go? Oh, you think it's Sarah Pauly? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> if you guys are finished. <laughs> so basically, the kid, you know, he's he's dead people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he right. even tells you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And my only complaint about this movie is I wanted to see more interactions with him because one of my favorite scenes was when the girl that the girl whose mom tent. was feeding poisoner. her poisoner yeah. because yeah. I that was that's a real stuff. thing yeah. that's that happens. Yeah. Mothers yeah. that want. They want attention and they want to be like caregivers. Yeah, will slowly poison or their the wives children. or kill their husbands with Gatorade. Yeah, that, that's like a thing. I, I see the ID channel and like every month there's another one of those things where <laughs> if you if you drink Gatorade, pour it the fuck yourself because people will mix. Uh, what is it? Strychnine? No, the stuff for your car. Oh, oh uh, antifreeze. Antifreeze. They'll put it in and you won't be able to tell. And Damn. then it'll slowly kill people. In so many cases, I've seen that. And I was That's like, what nuts. the fuck, man? They learn it from watching an investigative yeah. discovery. Yeah. Well, I used to tell my wife that. I said, if you were planning on killing somebody, ID channel would be a perfect way to start. Because, because they show you how everything Do goes your wrong. research. <laughs> yeah, and it's, like, it's not like they're going to look that, at that your... station's like murder porn, dude. Yeah. It's, like, it's like crazy. Yes, I just cut myself off. So... <laughs> Yeah, so Bruce Willis is going to, because he's the psychotherapist. He's the psychotherapist. He's help this kid. Help the kid. You know, he, he tells the kid, he's like, you know, he finally gets to the point where he believes him. Yeah. And he's like. And we see a couple glimpses beforehand. Because we we believe see that accident. Ahead of time. Yeah. Remember that accident where, like, how do you, some girl yeah, got hurt. How do you know if you're standing to next to me? Right, that's pretty, yeah. They show it for yeah. a brief second. So he says, you got to help some of these people. So he goes and helps that kid whose mom was poisoning him. Goes to the funeral. No, to the, yeah, that was so like after the up. funeral, like the reception. Yeah. What do they call it? Uh, it's not reception. Yeah, I don't wake or that's the no, wake that's is wake bereavement for bereavement maybe. Whatever party you have Get after together. a funeral. Yeah. Anyways, so it gives him the videotape. Yeah, and you can see the kid was taping his her mom. That's crazy. It almost took there. the movie to another level. Yeah. When oh that yeah. Was yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. Like absolutely. oh my god, this is like an investigation kind of mystery Ooh. movie too. But then oh good no. But then when you find out. Bruce Willis, I, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, how the hell did I know that? Yeah, it's one of those things. Like, how didn't I pick up on that? Because I'm usually pretty good at picking up on shit. Mm-hmm. This was, there were all, there's always been like uh, surprise endings and everything, but this wasn't where uh, horror movies they weren't beating it over our heads uh, back when this movie came out too. So I think it was the last thing on someone's mind after M Night did those three or four movies with shocking endings. You were expecting it, yeah. yeah. So, but this coming in there, you didn't think you were going to be taken for a ride like that. No, because so this it happens, was before Unbreakable. Yeah, this was the yeah. one right before Unbreakable, and there was a lot of good jump scenes in this before you get to that uh, that scene. Remember the uh, the kid walking in the hallway with the back of his head blown, oh, blown out? Oh, He's like, yeah. yeah. Let me show you where my dad keeps the gun. Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh man, that was a creepy scene, man. Yeah. It really was. Or were the kids outside like the? Uh, it was at the court room and everything and you could see the bodies yeah, hanging, yeah. hanging yeah. and everything Those are, yeah. it's the the horror movies that are based close to reality are the ones that really get yeah. me like, yeah. like kids shooting themselves after finding their parents yeah. gun because what did we do when we were kids yeah. we went and picked lock on my dad's yeah, gun cabinet shit and, and played with his switchblades and played yeah. with his his shotguns yeah you should know better uh, if 
you've got loaded shit. <laughs> but uh, what was great about this movie too is how amazing he was. You know, I mean, this movie was all kind of predicated on how great Haley Joel. Yeah, he was this. great. You you knew watching it, it was like this kid is good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this kid's gonna go on and, do, and he went on to do like. Uh, I Spielberg used him in AI as horrible movie as it is. He he, he, he was, was still, he was still good in it, and that Pay It Forward was a decent movie mm-hmm. that he did. And he went on to do a lot of stuff until he kind of went underground. And it happens with a lot of child actors. Once they you get know, once they to hit, their awkward teens, but yeah, well, they also like they a lot of them, shit together. Though, yeah, you know, but but similar to like how Macaulay Culkin was at at a certain point, he realizes that he's not. He's not living his life as a teenager, and he wants to just go to school and live mm. that kind of life. And there's schools out there for a lot of actors to go to, uh, and that's like the one McCully went to. He uh, went there and kind of did his schooling and everything, and then came out and started doing shit again. And it seems like that's what Haley Joel is doing. Mm. But yeah, why don't you tell us about that shock ending here? Uh, so if you're need, need haven't watched Sixth Sense, which you should definitely do. I mean, it's not so much of a shock. Oh, it's pretty shocking. Oh, yeah, dude. (laughs) When the ring fell out. Yeah, uh, Yeah, I can still remember. She was holding the the ring, and he sees her. He sees his wife. His wife is sitting there watching home movies and falling asleep, but then he looks down at his hand, yeah. and he sees the ring wasn't on his finger. And they show right. you a it couple in, different collages then, to really kind see, of pull it forward. Yeah, yeah so just, you get the, oh you, and then it all comes back. Like, and, then he, and then you're like, shit, no one has interacted with yeah. Bruce Willis right. other than the kid. And the kid kept movie. saying yeah. over and over, the kid kept right. saying over and over again, he's like, and they don't know they're dead. Right, yeah, exactly. It seems so obvious the second time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It really does. Yeah. But it's one of those that, things you, you don't see coming. No. And well, and they flash back to where he did die, you know, to where uh, when Donnie did shoot him, mm-hmm. he actually died on the bed, you know, yeah. and like, oh, man, dude, it was such a good reveal. It, it was a great it movie. Was yeah. It was really his. Uh, M. Knight's done a lot of good movies and a lot of stinkers. And there's no argument that the, he's done The some funny bad thing ones. is, is yeah. that I kind of like all his movies, except there'll always be a scene or two that, that will be. That I won't like. I didn't well, like see, the village. It, it was kind of. The I opposite. liked the. Village. I liked the village. Actually. I, like I really the village. did yeah. like the village. I, I did too. The movies I did like. I loved Unbreakable and I loved Sixth Sense. Those two movies yeah, I loved. Yeah. What was the uh, one where he split. hit him with the baseball bat? Uh, that was uh, signs, signs, which had its moments. Yeah, it had its uh, moments, but then was, was like the whole like swing yeah, away. I just swing away. Yeah, yeah. And it's like oh, well, with on. with you saying that you there were. Uh, things that ruined it. it was almost the opposite with me where i thought the movie was bad but it had like two or three scenes i thought was good mm-hmm. like joaquin watching the video of the alien uh through the th- thing it's uh uh freaking out while yeah. he's watching it it was one of the best uh, joaquin phoenix scenes ever and there was some good stuff in that but the village i thought was great i, I liked, I liked it actually but i did not you like could that. tell that they you could tell they scrambled when they had they had those two uh guards had that conversation later on. Yeah, he's like, "You paid a billion dollars to have planes rerouted over." Because yeah. the whole time after, well, yeah, you had. I was like, these, "Well, what about this? What about this? Right, what about this? Yeah. Well, how would he got rid of that?" I and, loved uh, M Night's cameo in that too, where he was the park ranger that picked her up and everything. Oh, but he's yeah. done great cameos in all his well, movies. He was too. in. It was in all sense. Yeah, he's all of them. Uh, I'm not sure was he in Split. He must have been in Split at some point. I would think. Uh, I honestly don't. Usually, to see Split, man, because. Uh, uh, that new one, man, Glass, Glass. is going to be amazing. Yeah. But we'll talk about a lot, those a lot later. But that's a good one for a ghost movie for sure. It's got to be on most people's top ten, I would think. Well, here's another one uh, that is not on a lot of people's top ten, but it should be. Those people that are really kind of in in the know with their movie uh, knowledge and their uh, foreign films. Translation is for those who like good movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, this is one that if you pulled up some ghost mm. movies, it's, this is always going to be on people's top 25, but it's... Probably the the most on the list that 
that people haven't seen. And this is Guillermo del Toro's one of his first oh. films. And uh, I can tell you why people don't watch this movie. Uh, and yeah, well, he's obviously a Spanish director, and back in the day, he did a lot of his movies subtitled. And yeah, that was the people movie just don't like subtitles. Is this is uh, 2001's Devil's Backbone? Oh, and I had awesome. already been familiar with Guillermo because of Kronos. Kronos is another fantastic Spanish subtitled vampire movie that if you haven't seen it, you like Ron Perlman and just crazy, crazy shit. You should check out Kronos. And I think right after this, maybe right before this was Blade Two. And then I think he went into uh, Devil's Backbone, and then he did all that. Started doing all the Hellboys, and then he started collecting. What's the one with the with the demon that had the eyeballs on his pants? Labyrinth and bit the heads oh, yeah. off yeah. all the fairies. Yeah, uh, that scene was Labyrinth. disturbing, that was man. Awesome. So that's a good foreign film that you if you watch Pan's Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. that's a foreign film. But everyone should definitely check out Devil's Backbone. This was a classic, classic ghost uh, story, and it was really, really well done. So this was the period of time was around the Spanish Civil War. And it took place around this kind of, um, what would you call it? Like a mission that was also a boarding school for yeah. like wayward kids. Mm-hmm. And they were all, no girls, all boys. It was like a boy's school. And it was run by this woman who uh, was an amputee. She was missing uh, one of her legs. And the war was strong around this time. So you assume that she lost it sometime during the war or something. And you have this one guy who reminds me like a poor man's like Christopher Lee. When Christopher Lee had that like Mm -hmm. white beard and everything. And he's the kind of the doctor and the professor there that's teaching all these kids. And you got to know a lot of these kids. And there's like five or six kids that are living there. Some of them are assholes. Yeah, some of them are assholes. (laughs) But... What's going on is there's some incident had happened and they show glimpses of it at the very beginning of the movie and then they take us back like about uh, probably about six months uh, to see what kind of brought about that situation. And and they do some flashbacks uh, here and there, but... We're kind of learning it from this new kid that's brought to this uh, this school. And he's actually tricked. He's like brought in by his uh, tutor. And when the uh, the kids are kind of mildly bullying him in there, uh, he sees his tutor come walk <laughs> in, out. walk in and drop the little mm. kid's like uh, suitcase, and then mm. walk out the front doors. And he literally, the mm. kid runs, grabs his suitcase, and is chasing the the tutor. And the tutor's already in a car down the dirty road, dusty what? road. So he just left there Damn. at this mission. And so he's kind of stuck there. But we're finding out like uh, similar with uh, with your ghost movie if you're following that character is we're following it through this kid and we see him the different dynamic between the kids and there's a caretaker there caretaker there who's like a total asshole <laughs> and uh, he's like I always well, watching it recently he reminds me a lot of like Eli Roth if he, in like Inglorious Bastards kind of just that. Uh, he could do anything crazy at any point uh, type of thing, and he looked just like Eli Roth in this movie. Uh, but in the center of this whole facility, there is a huge, huge bomb that had been fallen from the sky mm. and hit. And it happened the night this incident happened. Like, something major happened right before this bomb hit. You get to see it later on, and you get to see, actually, the bomb fall from the uh, from the airplane like that was supposed to blow this up. It was like, like a 1,000-pound, like, what 15 feet high if you were standing next to it yeah like bomb that 
is embedded in the ro- uh, in the ground and is yeah. standing up vertical and it just didn't explode. Didn't go off, yeah. And how the hell you would be anywhere near it at any point and people are like hanging on it and listening to it and they're oh like, what God. the hell? They're like, we're going to keep it here as a reminder. I was like, bullshit. <laughs> I'll be going that yeah. way. <laughs> so once the kid's there and all these other kids know about that there's this room that's haunted and they were like, like, don't go in there. People hear shit. People see shit. And is it like an aquifer, right? It's the, yeah. It's kind the, of like, a, like an area a, where there's this weird wading pool and everything, and like, everyone like, knows like to avoid it. It's like an aquifer under the place. Like, yeah, like a underground. It's feeding water in yeah, there. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and for some reason, this ghost kind of connects himself to this kid, so it starts visiting this kid, and they show the ghost pretty early on, and it's another kid who who is perpetually kind of in this wavy kind of. Around misty, him, he's like around him. There's this like wavy kind of uh, flow mm. when they show his body, and he's perpetually bleeding from his scalp, oh. and it just trails off all oh, the time. Wow. Like he either was shot in the head or got a head wound or yeah. something like that, and there's always just blood trailing and everywhere. And there's a lot of great jump scenes and everything. And you soon realize that one of these other kids knows how that kid died, uh-huh. and they they reveal it. They reveal these. Uh, and I'll do mild spoilers here. I won't tell the the main spoil at the ends. And but uh, so you realize that the caretaker, who's an asshole, and they've shown him be an asshole through this whole thing, is trying to steal gold from the safe that's in the main kind of office where these sweet, nice people are running this school for kids. <laughs> so it just makes him that much more of a dickhead than right. he want to uh, do it. And they and it was revealed that this caretaker was a kid there and he was always the troubled asshole kid uh-huh. and everything and they're the woman when they're about to kick him out they they end up kicking him out of the facility they were like you need to leave and they've got him on like they got a shotgun on him like you are leaving oh wow and they were like we should never have let you in back in the day we always knew you were the troubled kid and he disappears for like a couple hours and he sneaks back in the facility and he starts breaking into the safe uh-huh. well one kid the, the kid that eventually becomes a ghost catches him doing it uh, so the caretaker comes out and doesn't realize he's with another kid that mm-hmm. hides behind one of the pillars and so he's watching this whole thing happen mm-hmm. and he throws the kid up against uh the caretaker throws this kid up against like this stone pillar and gets a head wound falls down convulses oh, wow. and eventually dies yeah and he tries to cover it up he ties him with rope and he drops him to the bottom of that friggin uh aquifer, uh, aquifer there yeah. and at one point when uh he's visiting the other kid he's like the kid's like very he said like, don't run i'm not scared of you i want to know what you want mm. and he's like bring him to me and the kid doesn't know what he's talking about yet until later on when he realizes when the other kid confesses hey i was there i saw this whole right. thing this is what happened that the kids are like we got to get him into that aquifer man. hell yeah and these kids became like lord of the flies they were Fuck like yeah. <laughs> they were like getting these spears and shit and man there's one wound at one point they're all surrounding this guy yeah. and one of them stabs him under the armpit and the, the arrow or the spear goes in a good six or seven inches. Oh, and then man. And it breaks, breaks it off. Oh. And it's in his arm, and it's flowing blood. Of he has it to is. pull it out, and it's so brutal oh, and everything. Man. And it goes down to this really great satisfi- uh, satisfying ending, and uh, stuff happens. And it's just, it shows. It's a very the, tame movie, though. Very there's not tame. A ton of very contained. Vi- there's not a ton of violence. And it was classic Ghost Man. It was yeah, all about was ghost very, movies. Mm-hmm. Had a couple little violent scenes, like I said, like the one <coughs> the with old, the spear. I think the old guy got shot at one point. Yeah, he got shot, and he was covered with blood, but. For a ghost movie, I mean, it's it's probably PG thirteen. I don't mm. think there's uh, there's no nudity or anything like that. But it's one of those ones. I pe- <laughs> better not be at all ten year old boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
But the uh, it showed the chops of someone who's going to become one of our best directors around, and Guillermo del Toro certainly. And he became like a director that it's funny. Every time I mention him, my uh, my wife is like, "Is that the gear guy?" Yeah, I think that too. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because he's obsessed with these large, clocks, large gears. clocks mm-hmm. in gears. If you watch the Hellboy movies, they're everywhere. Pan's really? Labyrinth, they're everywhere. Huh. Uh, I haven't seen Shape of Water, but I assume there's a, I assume there's a lot of gears in there and <laughs> and there too. Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> He, he was great, man, and this is one of those uh, instances where don't avoid some of these great uh, subtitled movies. A lot of the ones that are subtitled uh, back in the day have been remade uh, into, like, American-speaking movies. But I don't like it. When and I do don't, that. but there's ones like, uh, what's The Ring was originally uh, a foreign movie that was made yeah. into a other one. The, the Grudge was another one, which is a Japanese horror movie that they remade. <laughs> which are both basically like the exact same Yeah, movie. They, they all are. <laughs> the, all these uh, ones, one of them, my one of the big ones is the one of my uh, number ones on here, so I'm going to mm. hold off talking about it until then. But it was a great ghost movie, man. You, everyone should definitely go and check it out. Hell yes. Let's start with Aliens. Rico's Roughnecks! Aliens it is then. So, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Nice. Yeah. Recent one, and this was a good one. I've, I, I watched this over and over and yeah. over when I ran. I saw it in the theater, and I couldn't wait for it to come out so I could rent it. And when I, I rented it for like two or three days, I think I probably watched it like six times. I didn't see it in the theater, but it was one of those ones I... Certain movies I know that I'm going to like ahead of time, and especially when it's confirmed by a lot of people, that this was one of the ones that I just bought mm-hmm. on digital right when it came out. Oh, nice. Because I knew I was going to love it. Yeah. Didn't Matt see it and like it? And you're like, oh, you should go back and watch the... The original. Oh, there was a couple of people that didn't realize that <laughs> yeah. it was a, uh, a sequel. That it was already see, a, that and was a sequel. I wasn't sure about that. You, you didn't know. need to see the first one to see. No, 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 no. no. But, and and I wasn't sure about that. But I, I, you know, because I, <clears throat> when I see a movie I want to watch, I like I'll watch the first trailer for it, and yeah. then I just completely leave it alone until it comes That's out. That's usually because, the you case know, with me. I usually right. won't go and so, check out trailer after trailer. With just the name of the movie, I was like, man, I wonder if this has something to do with yeah. it. And it's interesting because. In the entire movie that goes on, like you just don't really know what's happening. Yeah. You know, it's basically I, what's. If you've seen Cloverfield, yeah, it's basically what's happening on the other side of town, yeah. maybe a couple in hours a, earlier. Right. Yeah. yeah. In, and, a, in in one location. In one location. Right. Well, and that's the thing is like you know John Goodman hits this girl and runs her off the road. Yeah. What's her name? Elizabeth Winstead, I think. Oh, and she's a great actress. She was in. Uh, she was in Death Proof. She was the girl in the... Uh, yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, she was in Death Proof. She was the girl in the cheerleading outfit that they left at the guy's no. house. She was in the remake <laughs> of The Thing, which I thought was horrible except for the ending, but she, she's still good in a lot of these movies. Yeah. Um, and it, he didn't... John Goodman didn't sell himself as not being a creep, which was kind of the... Yeah, but you kind of <clears> got <throat> that from the beginning. You just didn't know to what level was he creepy, you know? Right. yeah. So t- tell the premise. Okay, so this girl's driving along. We and won't give the final ending out. We yeah, don't that's really fine. need to. Um, she's driving along, and all of a sudden, you know, John Goodman comes around and hits her, knocks her off the road, um, takes her out of the car, and brings her to his like underground safe room. But I don't think you even know that at first, don't no, you? No, no, because you're kind of in the car <laughs> with her. Yeah, it's just she an wakes accident. up. Yeah, yeah, it's just an accident, and she wakes up in like. You know, it's like a cell, but it's, you know, in this 
underground area. And she's and chained up too. Isn't she's she? chained. Yeah, yeah. And um, she's Which got like is a always a dead leg. giveaway yeah, of being creepy. If you right. Wake up, yeah. You wake up chained in a bunker. But also, I mean, <laughs> it does kind of make sense because if there is some kind of biological warfare going on, and I mean, somebody's first instinct would probably be like, no, that's a bunch of bullshit. I'm walking out of here. So, like, you kind of have to have somebody contained to break that news to them, you know? Hey, John Tr- Goodman's side. <laughs> no, trust me, I've done it a couple of times. <laughs> Strap me to a tree and no matter what I say, don't let me lose. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and so she wakes up. John Goodman tries to, like, explain to her that there's been an event and she can't leave, you yeah. know? Um, and then introduce the other guy who's there. Um, yeah. He was really good in the movie, yeah, too. Yeah, he was good in it, too. Um, this, this movie basically was just three people. people. Yeah, John I mean, it Gallagher was, Jr. There was a couple other people, but uh, basically the 95% of the movie was three people right. in the movie. Uh, yeah. And and a lot of it was, was the idea of uh, you're dealing with John Goodman and you're you're just not quite sure through the whole movie of how on the level he was. Right. Is he this crazy guy that just kidnapped me or is he this crazy guy that saved me? Right. Either way he's kind of crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and this I mean, is part of the aliens thing here but we don't realize there's aliens involved until the end. Right. So um, <laughs> that part we're going to have to reveal you since it's yeah, part of the, yeah, right? <laughs> part of the um, category. You know and so like he tries to take her up to the to the top side to prove it to her yeah. and he shows her he has two names for the cows and they're just like they're dead you know but eventually man like when that woman when the woman shows showed up, up the movie takes a whole twist yeah. because oh. because you're kind of leaning towards her idea that that this motherfucker just kidnapped up and he's full of shit exactly but when you saw what was outside there yeah and this but late- even still when I watch it I was mm. like was she with him on this did, did he like hire that woman to do this there was part of me that even thought that she might have been involved to like perpetuate his lie right. and there was a point where the girl that was taken down there realized she fucked up that- yeah well, that was the moment I think yeah. when, yeah. She, when the woman <laughs> so tells what happens. Yeah, she, so she's almost she, she's trying to escape. She like hits John Goodman. So she and runs tells um, the other guy Emmett. She tells him that she thinks she heard a car, and he's like, "No, that's impossible. There's nobody up there." Da 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 da. But he starts to kind of believe her a little bit that there are survivors yeah. up there, and so eventually they kind of work together. Um, and she hears the car and. I forget what she does to John Goodman. I don't know if she hits him with a coffee pot or something like that, but she yeah, has to she like something at break table. away from yeah. him. Yeah. Um, and she gets up topside and if she opens the door, it breaks the contamination seal yeah. and they're all going to die, you know? Um, and this lady is, you know, pulls up in her car and she runs to the door and she's, she's looking at her through the door and she's like, please let me in. Let yeah. me in. I'm, I'm okay. I'm not infected. Everything's fine. Let me in. Let me in. Yeah. And, you know, John Goodman finally catches up to her. And at that point, he's not, like, crazy physical with her. He's like, no, look at her, you yeah. know. And she starts going nuts. The lady outside yeah, starts going like very nuts. very angry. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, you fucking bitch, let me in. Yeah. And just starts slamming her face up against yeah, the, yeah. you know, the glass. And that's when you kind of realize, you like. You just got yourself uninvited. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no shit, you know. Um, and so that's kind of when actually things start to take a turn for the worse, but also things are kind of good. Yeah, because she had fucked with the infrastructure of the place, didn't she? Like, 
do something to fuck with one the of electricity the, or one of the uh, compressor oxygen or yeah, like yeah. the filters went out, and she was the only one small enough to, to fit get up in there. there. That's, that's when right. she realized that that might be a way out for her, right? Yeah. But also, I think that's when she found the stuff for the little girl. Yeah, some, he, there was scratches. He, he there was, was, but there was also scratches on the, the window. Top, yeah, yeah. Um, and he kept talking about his daughter Megan yeah. through the whole thing, and it turns out he didn't have a daughter named Megan. This and was it some, revealed that at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is some girl he kidnapped and killed you know yeah. um and so it starts getting dark yeah and it's a good to the john point where she has goodman to remember good. she's yeah oh john she's, goodman was this is not a role great. you're used to seeing him no play. well he's doing I, I a was, lot of roles like that now too but i think uh, this was the springboard yeah it, it probably was know? it was probably I, the first one where you're like it was what the is, first one what is dan connor doing yeah where i mean <laughs> he, for a couple of minutes in um the one with him and denzel washington fallen you know he has that little bit you know at the end but I mean, his kid. And old brother for a. Yeah. Where are thou? Yeah. Yeah, he was kind of an asshole. Cyclops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I like the fact that she has to. uh, She's trying to plan her escape, but she has to build herself like a hazmat hazmat suit. suit. Which was really fun to watch her kind of do. Yeah. Um, and then then it gets crazy, man. Yeah, but the acid when he, when he busts out that vat of uh, fifty five gallon drum of shit and yeah. acid, you're like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, man? because they he caught him with the you no, he caught him with the gun, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, do you want to go into that part or? Uh, yeah, just not anything when she gets out. Okay, so um, basically, not anything with the alien. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know, right? Ah, um, uh, fuck it, you could do it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they've basically decided that if they can get the gun away, they're going to try and you know hold him hostage yeah. and take control of the situation. And he finds out, um, and he pulls them both into this room wow. where he gets rid of. Trash, and it's very similar to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. With yeah, the yeah, dip, the dip. You know, um, and <laughs> Eddie, he, please. Yeah, <laughs> um, and he tells them like, you know, this is some super duper kind of acid, like because he yeah. was a government, and he's you know, got like uh, those gloves on that. Yes, yeah, yeah, and the Breaking Bad gloves, <laughs> right? You know, and uh, you know, and he tells them basically like, look, you're gonna confess to what you're doing. I know what you're doing, and da 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 da. And finally, you know, the other guy is like, look, it was me. I, you know, I wanted her Worst to like decision me. He ever yeah, well, made. and I mean, he, tr- you know, he thought he was doing the right thing because he's like, I wanted her to like me. And so Whatever, I wanted to I'm be- like, I don't even know this bitch. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and he's like, well, thank you. You and me, Big Dan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he's like, well, thank you very much, Emmett. I appreciate you coming clean with that. And he's yeah. like, yeah, you're welcome. And he just, boom, shoots him in yeah. the fucking head, yeah. you know, and is going to dissolve his body. Oh. Well, now he's kind of got what he wants, and it's him and the girl, yeah. and, like, that's when things start getting fucking nuts. And it becomes like a cat and mouse, I've got to crawl to the surface before he gets to me. Yeah, she thing. sets the place on fire, yeah. and, you know... That's um, where she was really kind of... And, and then I remember watching it, and I was thinking... I, I remember thinking that he's right about what's outside, right. but he's also... Creepy and wants yeah. to. Yeah, that's, that's ultimately what yeah. it is. Like, too. Yeah. He it was, wasn't. He was misunderstood. Right. It was whole situation was going on, and he was. It shows you the post-apocalyptic world does not like uh, change well, the mo- fact that well, you're your morals a, you're change. A, you're a kidnapper, or you're or a, it just amplifies. Them. Yeah, well, that's what I'm because saying. Because if yeah. there's no consequences, and you know, murdering is real helpful in the apocalyptic world for survival. I oh, imagine. Yeah. 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 No, it's like uh, one of my favorite lines from uh, the the one with the, the Batman with the Joker with Heath Ledger. Um, yeah, Dark Knight. Dark Knight. I can't ever remember those you. series. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just I always and you repeated it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know where he talks to and he's like, you know, these civilized people. Yeah. You know, once this plan is done, 
they will eat each other. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. like, take away civilization, motherfuckers will become cannibals. Or he tries to screech the other people on the ferries. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I just remember the South Park one when they got trapped inside Eric Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> and what the, what's his name? The 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 one that had the sex change, the, the teacher. That Mr. The Garrison. Sex, Mr. Garrison yeah. started eating him after, like, one day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the one, they played the one yesterday where butter, where uh, Eric put butter oh, down, in the, and down the, the hole. Down the hole. Oh, yeah. Oh. he had to go to Casa <laughs> Benita. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the waterfall. Yay. <laughs> oh, man, so fun. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, and they, they did, like, another Cloverfield movie on Netflix that everyone hated, I heard it was man. terrible. I heard it was I didn't even, god-awful. I didn't even bother, because it got such that bad That had reviews. no, like, connection whatsoever. Yeah. They're like, how the hell is <laughs> this? And the name, that was it. It was well, called, like, the Cloverfield Conspiracy yeah. or something but like that. They'll do another film, because this universe has just started. Yeah. They've, they've just shown, I mean, it could turn into, like, easily... It's almost like the next step would be Pacific Rim. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or The Mist. The yeah. Mist is another one that could be like yeah. the, the mm-hmm. sequel so, to this. just to cap it off, to tie it into the aliens, she does eventually make it to the surface, and she doesn't think there's any aliens, and then all of a the sudden, there are they're, fucking aliens. They're fucking aliens. <laughs> and they're creepy, man, and it's yeah. good. It's really well done. All so right, if Dave. you're waiting for aliens, you gotta wait till the, till the end. Yeah, yeah. but there's a good build-up towards it, though. Absolutely. All right, Dave, what you got? Um, this one, the aliens, it's kind of a different take on the way aliens are treated i guess uh <laughs> district nine yes yes this I'm was so, so great this movie yeah. like, this was a fantastic this was yeah. one of the best science fiction movies probably the last 20 years i yeah. i went into watching this movie knowing nothing about it yeah. me too and yeah me like, too like 10 minutes into it i'm like this is gonna be fucking awesome yeah, fascinated and i was glad they had like it was in South Africa. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the great Dutch director. Guy, but this like, director's done a lot of great stuff. He also did Chappie and he did. Elysium. I don't think there was a single known actor. Uh, well, you got that one. No, he became famous after this. He, that wasn't a guy. Sing- he became Murdoch. He became Murdoch on, MT- on the 18th. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he went on to do a lot of the other movies. He was in Elysium also in Chappie. Uh, but yeah, I don't think there was a well, uh, unless you're this, a British uh, character actor, you know your probably. British character I mean, actors. Yeah, I really liked him in Elysium. Yeah. His name know. is uh, be- Charlto Copley. Yeah, he became a, he made a career after this movie playing kind of a crazy motherfucker. Really? Mm-hmm. In a lot of different movies. Yeah. But So basically the, sh- the premise of the movie is this ship shows up yeah. and parks itself off of South Africa. Yeah. Like... I don't know, it was a mile high or two miles up in the air, hovering. Yeah, just mm-hmm. hovering. And for years. For years. Right. And they kept, didn't they send like jet fighters to try to blow doors open? Yep. And they did everything they could to try to make contact or open it up or figure out what the fuck. Yeah. And finally, the doors opened. Yeah. And they went inside and there was all these starving, like, Aliens. alien creatures. Yeah, they called them bugs, didn't prongs. they? Prongs. prongs. that's what it was. But yeah. I think it was kind of that a was derogatory a, yeah, term. Prongs. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. Prongs. Because they did look a lot like, like shrimps. shrimps. Yeah, absolutely. Their faces looked like shrimps. It was well, very interesting. And that one, uh, you know, people effects. ate them. Yeah, oh, you know? man. That was creepy. The, uh, the, uh, the, the guy like, gave warlord. them the cat food. Yeah, yeah the warlords oh, that were yeah, selling yeah, cat yeah, yeah. food because these aliens would, loved cat food they for got some them reason. High. Yeah. yeah. And they, well, they were trading all the exotic weapons. And he, yeah, he wanted a- alien weaponry. Well, he so, believed that he could take their power by consuming yeah, yeah. Well, the great uh, thing about the alien weapons, and not to jump too far ahead, but it had like DNA right yeah I mean, it was only, like it was like Judge Dredd's it. gun man yeah. Yeah. You, you couldn't, couldn't fire it unless you had the DNA so yeah, right. well, what they did is they did what everybody always what everybody yeah. always does when they're afraid of something mm-hmm. or put them in internment camps right so they made a district district 9 right and basically put 
signs up. It was like a big fine if you were caught outside there. And they basically just, they were refugees. Yeah, and then they started like... They needed to... They, they wanted to relocate them. To District right. 10. To, yeah. So they had to go door-to-door legally and get them to sign the right. form. So this camera crew followed... What's the main guy's name in this movie? Cheryl, too. Like no, his character, like no, his character name. Uh, Wickus Vandemer. Vandemer. Vandemer, yeah. So they send him around, and it's documentary it's style. Like the liaison. Yeah, yeah, he was like the, the chief negotiator to make sure everybody understood that they had to go and yeah. what they were giving up. Wouldn't they get like, they were getting like a hundred cans of cat yeah, food they were or something, something but yeah. to move. Right. And so he went around and tried to They were all looking them up. for They were looking for weapons too. Because like yeah, he had like time. a strike team with them yeah. too. Right. And, and those uh, documentary kind of interviews were great at the beginning of the movie yeah. where they were talking about the incident before it happened. Yeah. Uh, so they were talking about about this main guy. So we knew something major we knew was going to happen with this guy. Right. And what happened is they were he was he was looking around one of the aliens' homes and then finds that remember that cylinder. Two. Yeah. Yep. And it had like he's like it's not a weapon. I don't know what it is. And he's looking at it and all of a sudden it fucking sprays him in the face. Yep. Oh. And you could tell it, it affected him pretty much right away. Yeah. And then as the movie went on, you realize he was turning into an alien. Yeah. yeah. And it became like a body horror kind of movie oh, yeah. at some point. He started yeah. getting like a weird arm, I think yeah. it was the first thing, or yeah. scales well, or something. And remember, yeah. so the government starts coming yeah. after him because they, they realize his father-in-law. Yeah, his exactly. father-in-law yeah. like right. And they realize that he can fire the weapons. Yeah. And so they wanted to like... That's a difficult scene to yeah, watch, Yeah, when man. he makes, they make him oh, kill yeah. some... Oh, they put like, the... They, they're Alien putting like against the wall, and different stuff. But then like, they did like a, a one of the kid prawns. Or yeah, he did. It is. Yeah, they put a prawn in front of him. Yeah, but yeah, they were literally like Those having weapons. Were uh, crazy. They were holding. Yeah. They had like a cattle prod up to him, and they were like, "You will fire this weapon with your like." He's got like a creepy prawn hand yeah. now. At some point, it's just his arm. Yeah, for for like a good half hour of the movie, it's just his arm yeah, up and from his, his shoulder. His eye. Yeah, and his eye a little bit, and then eventually just files falls out. It's yeah. very like uh, the oh, fly kind yeah, of. Yeah, it like, was. Uh, well, but it was creepy the way it was done. And also, you know, there's a second portion to the story where the place that he gets sprayed by that stuff, those there's like a child and an adult. I don't know yeah. if they're father and son or yeah. whatever. You know, they're trying. They had. They were scavenging so that they could find enough fuel to get back to their planet. They had that's ship. basically they what had that was in the tube. Right. Was the fuel to the ship. Right. Or they to a, a smaller ship to get to the big They ship. had a they had a ship buried under that house. Right. Yeah. And, and they needed to get back up. They needed to up. get back up. And then his sympathy kind of as, he, as he, he was turning into the alien, yeah. the sympathy was kind of switching. Well, and he said, I can change you back. Yeah. You know, he said, but not with the stuff I have here. Yeah. You know, so it becomes almost kind of a uh, like a buddy movie in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, not, I wouldn't just go as far as a buddy comedy, but a buddy movie where he, they both had to rely they, on each other. Yeah. The, Shared but what made it, at that what point. made it interesting is when he said, well, that cylinder you need to get up there is back at the base. Yeah, they had the base. Right. Break in and so there it. was a great sequence when they went there and he had alien uh, guns and everything. And when he hit some of those people with it and they just oh, like, yeah. turned to juice yeah, almost. Absolutely. It was, oh, like, it was, was like crazy. Yeah, that's really good. Now, I don't remember though. Did, did they get away? Yeah. They got out because remember he ended up going in that that big like Ed two hundred nine. But I thought he didn't point. make it. He didn't it, make it. Yeah, the last the scene end was him down him, on the ground. Yeah, who's scavenging? The main guy. Yeah, yeah he's at the end. Scratch, yeah, no, scavenging. he didn't get off the planet. He didn't get right. off. Right, yeah, but yeah, they yeah. did. Right, they did. and he said he'd come back. Yeah, so I'm yeah. waiting for district. Well, uh, I I tell you what. I, so 10. I had seen this movie three or four times, but years and years ago. So I pulled the trailer up just to kind of refresh myself. Yeah, and when I put my search in the browser, it said District Nine Part Two. Oh, really? 
That could be, be just people speculating, right. but I would love to. It said trailer. Yeah. I always assumed that it was going to. It was it part was of a right bigger thing that it was going to. It's yeah, going to happen. Yeah, one. I mean, they left it. Everyone loves this movie. They not, left it not wide everyone. Open. Uh, not everyone loves all the movies that this director has done. There's a lot of people that don't like Elysium. There's a lot of people that don't like Chappie. Yeah. Uh, I liked Chappie. I, liked I didn't want to like Chappie. No, and I, I liked it. I, I liked saw it. it. It was really good. But it, it's, if you like this director, you're going to like these movies. But District Nine is one of those movies that you find very few people who don't like it. Yeah. Did That's he the also, difference between the Did he do movies. Battle for Los Angeles as well? <sighs> he might have. I'm, I'm not sure he did. I don't yeah. think he we did, actually. We won't fault him for that. He yeah. might have had his hand at producing it or something, but uh-huh. I don't think he directed it. Uh-huh. Uh, he might have done a fourth movie that I'm not... Um, not mentioning, but he's really great. But we'll get it on the next Halloween pod. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a perfect Alien movie there. Yeah. All right, here's another one that kind of brings it a little bit down to uh, to real life in a certain way. Uh, is the Alien movie 1993, Fire in the Sky. Oh, I haven't seen that Man, in so such long. Such a Patrick fantastic... Sweeney? Is it the Patrick Sweeney one? Uh, D.B. Sweeney. D.B. Sweeney. Uh, Robert Patrick. Uh, you've got... Uh, who you got? You got Craig Schieffer from... Uh, what PCU, not PCU, uh, the program and Nightbreed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, James Garner's the cop. Uh, the town cop was Noble Willingham, you know, son bitch from, uh, <laughs> from uh, Distinguished Gentleman. And I'm thinking of one, oh, Peter Berg. Peter Berg, the great director yep. who went, went on. He, he was a great kingdom. actor for a he while. He did The Kingdom. I like he did The, the kingdom. kingdom. He did uh, Hancock. He's done a lot of uh, great directing uh, movies, but he was an actor back then too. And this was based on a real story at least if you it's up to you if you believe it or not but the uh I don't. The, it's about a guy named travis and they're all part of uh it's kind of a tight group except for craig schiffer who had just joined the group like three weeks earlier of uh it's like a, in small Ari- town, right? a, a small town in arizona where they are uh lumberjacks and they go up in the woods and they take down trees and it's just they have a normal life and db sweeney who mo- a lot of people know from like the cutting edge topic uh, yeah topic. <laughs> <laughs> uh nobody say, gets that did I you do, say I've, finger painting <laughs> paint. i've seen that movie a thousand times i love times. it too man it's a great movie but so db Sweeney's actually <laughs> dating robert patrick's sister so they have a kind of a connection there too and it's all centered it's a lot of this movie is a lot of talking and a lot of investigation and stuff like that. But there's really two major scenes in this movie, and I could really limit myself to these two major scenes. So one of them is when, on the way home from one of their jobs, they see literally kind of the the forest looks like it's on fire. It's mm-hmm. bright red yeah. and everything, and there's kind of like this weird shaped orb floating above them in a field. So they pu- stop the truck. They're all piled in the truck together. Before you realize what happens, they're all staring at it. Then they kind of turn and they realize the door's open. And D.B. Sweeney's already walked down there and is just in awe with it, just yeah. staring up at him. And they're screaming at him, get back in the car, Travis, get back in the car. And no mm. one's getting out to grab him, yeah. which they probably should have. And uh, they get freaked out. And Robert Patrick, and his I don't know, he didn't have a lot of faith in his future uh, brother-in-law, but <laughs> he leaves them there. They uh, He gets hit with like a... Uh, almost like a beam, a light hits him from above, yeah. and he flies backwards. And so they're convinced he's dead. He's dead. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. So uh, Robert Patrick <laughs> well, at least takes come off back and get my body. <laughs> I know, right? Well, that's what happens. Really, is Robert Patrick takes off and he floors the truck, and he gets him about three miles down. And he tells everyone, "Get out." And they're like, "You're not gonna leave us here." He says, "It's it's safe. You guys stay here. I'm gonna go back. I gotta get." Uh, 
DB Sweeney. So right. he goes back, and the body's gone. Uh-huh. He doesn't know where he is. So now they get back into town, and they have to call the sheriff. And the sheriff calls the FBI, which is James Garner. And Noble Willingham, Willingham won't even tell him. He says, it's better if you hear this thing from the horse's mouth. So uh-huh. he hears the whole story that aliens abducted our friends and then but the craziest part is well that's what's great is the town then for the next 20 30 minutes of the movie is the town and it's them saying we've seen this this happened we will take lie detector tests yeah and them going in the cafes and everyone staring at him and everyone questioning craig schiffer was on the crew for three weeks so wasn't he he gone for like five days he was gone for five i think five days he he like showed up and exactly they get a phone call they get a uh, he gets a random phone call the uh the sister on the on the phone and she can hear she thinks it's travis and then robert patrick grabs the phone and he says tell me where you are tell me where you are and he gets the gas station in a certain area out so they go to one gas station he's not there they go to the next gas station he's not there and they finally as they're pulling up to this third gas station it's like raining it out and uh she's like over there over there you see that and they right next to like the coke machine and he's like curled up completely naked mm-hmm. and they all get out of the car and they approach him and every time his girlfriend touches his shoulder he freaks he screams like this scared scared little like animal yeah where he just repulses and screams and it kind of ends with that had, next scene is them showing drinking he water <laughs> he's like drinking water like ferociously out yeah. of the like tap and Everyone's like, well, at least we're not going to blame for his murder, but now it's yeah. it's the what happened. Right. And this was the big scene, man, is when he's at like a uh, he's at like a party. And uh, what's great about it is he just stares straight ahead and you can tell he's about to have a flashback. And then for the next 15 minutes is the flashback. Right. And that's... this is the big scene. And I cannot think of alien abduction scenes without seeing and it. Because it follows scene. pretty closely to the classic idea of the gray. That's grays, what people yeah. say, the grays, you yeah. know, and they, there's, a, there's probably a reason watch that enough, a lot of people uh, have similar X-Files experiences. History Channel. Yeah, or yeah, any sci-fi channel, all that History shit. channel. Yeah. yeah. The aliens were Thanksgiving first Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> the stuffing minds will be ours. <laughs> but if you were to, uh, I highly recommend the entire movie, but if you were to just pull up Fire in the Sky alien abduction scene, you're yeah. going to see a great 10, 15 minute clip. And down. like you said, I mean, I've seen this movie like once or twice. But you but probably those, remember that those scene. Those two scenes are the only things yeah. that I remember from it. So he wakes too, up, yeah. he wakes up almost almost matrix style in this kind of row of almost like a a cocoon type of thing that's kind of covered with a membrane that Mm -hmm. he breaks through yeah but right when he breaks through it's like zero gravity Mm -hmm. so he's like floating now and and he literally is floating on the ship until he comes across one of the grays Mm -hmm. then he grabs him by the leg and then it's like uh jacob's ladder style Mm -hmm. where they're like pulling him on the floor to whatever it is they're doing and i made my girl watch this scene the other day i was was like pay attention this is this is the five minutes i told you about uh and she's like, oh, man, this is fucked up. So they put him on the uh, thing. Coming. And <laughs> you're like, oh, bass probe's coming. Bass probe's yeah. coming. <laughs> oh, God. But it, it was, it's almost even worse than what it would be an ass probe, too, because they they put the sheet over him that tightens on yeah, him. Yeah, they like, remember that. Don't they cut And they the put something over, yeah. his, over his head, and they make a cut for his eye hole yeah. and the cut for his mouth. That scene is and creepy as fuck so when they, they show yeah, that, too. So they do one thing in his mouth that holds his mouth open, and they shove this black jelly in there, and yeah. you see like a plumbing snake kind of going down his throat. Mm-hmm. Then they look to his eye, and they stick this thing that holds his eye open, but then they so fill it with like a white fluid yeah. and everything. And then they, from the ceiling, you see this big machine coming down, but then it 
it turns into a needle and it's yeah. getting closer and closer to his, his eye. eye. Yeah. But that image of him with the shit in his mouth and yeah. the shit in his eye That's will like I, yeah. that will stick with you for yeah. fucking ever, let me tell you. And mm. uh it it just I mean there's that's all there is to say about it, man. It's swear just that <laughs> if I, you're fascinated with alien abductions, though, this is the creme de la creme. I can't think of a better alien abduction. It looked abduction like he was wearing an Edgar suit. The only other one that I would say, even in my opinion, came close to this was the uh, the one in Alaska where uh, I think it might have been Julianne Moore. Um, uh, and she was hypnotizing these people who had been abducted. And like questioning them and everything like hmm. that. And they have actual like real footage that they put onto the screen next to the movie. Huh. So it's like, this is what actually happened. This is the movie interpretation of it. it. I, I, have I remember it that. being really good. I'll I mean, I'm fascinated with the research. I'll have to look it up. I'm fascinated with that stuff. Yeah. I don't believe it. Yeah. I don't have any reason. I don't not believe. I don't have any reason. I would like to give us all props that we've all used the word fascinated during during this episode. (laughs) All right, yeah. So that that was for me. That was a great one, and it's a it's a low key one that a lot of people don't think of that you uh, shouldn't uh, dismiss. It's called the Forgotten. Oh yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, I've never seen it. I saw it once. It was awesome. I'll definitely check it out. All right, for our next category here, we're going to do zombies. Nice. Good vocal work. <laughs> <laughs> it was a time when the, every movie, other movie was a zombie movie. Yeah. No yeah, kidding. well, they'll, they'll disappear for 10 years and then they'll come back and it'll be super strong. As long as The Walking Dead's out there. Yeah, well, that's ending. Yeah. Oh, it is yeah. finally like oh, yeah, ending yeah. ending? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. They've already said they're losing Rick this season. I've, like They're basically telling us Rick's either disappearing or dying. I heard he's going to direct some. Yeah, he might. I've he just wants to do other shit, man. I understand that. That's the most expensive comic the book first episode. we ever bought. And oh, that's that's it. It. oh, it's a great show. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that's the most expensive show. comic book we oh. ever bought. Oh, yeah, yeah. We bought number one. We bought, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the comic book number one. We paid like $1,200. $1,200. Oh, wow, that's yeah. awesome. We sold it though. for 20, like, 2100 That's like badass. That. Hell yeah. That's a good deal. Someone um, got robbed. All right, so going to zombies. So, zombies, I'm going one that's I don't think many people have ever heard of. I At least I find it really rare, and that is Serpent and the Rainbow. Serpent the Rainbow is a fucking fantastic movie right there. That was a great movie. And that is that that does uh, dance around the... uh, There's an argument about this with zombies, but it certainly is like the main subject matter in the whole movie. Sure. For sure. Oh, I mean, they use the word zombie through the whole movie. Right. So tell us a little bit about Serpent the Rainbow. This was based on a true story. Yeah. I mean, they took some liberties for sure. Yeah. I mean, this is Wes Craven, and Wes Craven was uh, fantastic uh, throughout most of his career. And uh, this was one of his best. Yeah, well, I think it was also written uh, like the the doctor wrote a book. And oh, probably. The, I, I think yeah. that's what the movie is based on. Could um, be. So Bill Pullman um, who plays... Who is fantastic. Yeah, he's so good. He plays Dennis Allen, who is... He's a doctor. He's like an anthropologist, isn't he? Maybe that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, I think he's an anthropologist. And <laughs> there... He, he, there's a big company that hears about these <laughs> An people. Evil drug company. Yeah, no, seriously, you know, mm-hmm. and they hear about like people being brought back from the dead, and so they hire um, uh, Bill Pullman to go down. I think it's in Haiti, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's de- the ha- three quarters of the movie takes more yeah. than that, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, send him down to Haiti to go and find this like voodoo priestess who is able to do this and find out what it is that she's doing and whether or not they'd be able to like 
replicate a formula, yeah. you know, to they thought it would be as good as an purposes. anesthetic because yeah. people die dying on, on the, the operating table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's 50 a much higher people. levels than actually during the operation. Yeah, you know? more people die from from the anesthetic than they do from actually complications yeah. re- relating to the surgery. Right. So they were like, oh, well, this because it because what it was is apparently it was a neurotoxin that would lower your breathing, mm-hmm. lower your heart rate, lower your metabolism to a level where you thought they were dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, and I think I, I think they actually got it into clinical trials or something like that probably. at the end. I, think I mean, that, that most medications come from somebody, some shit somebody yeah. finds. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So he goes down there and he is searching for this priestess and he meets, I think, it, is it the daughter of the priestess? Uh, oh, you're talking about Paul Winfield's character? The black guy? No, the uh, the girl. He meets the girl, she was running a clinic Kathy down Tyson. there. I don't. I had oh, never yeah, seen yeah. her before. I love Paul Winfield in this. Paul movie, Winfield, was he was great. so great in this movie. Yeah, he's great in a lot of different movies. But did he have to put that scorpion in his mouth? <laughs> and also, oh uh, man, that was creepy too. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. There's so many creepy scenes in this movie, and the trailer was great, man. They really sold it with the fluid that was covering oh, him in the yeah. thing, and he was like, "Don't let them bury me. They're not dead." Well, those like, dreams, those this? flashes, yeah. On his head. Those flashes. They had a ton of them in there, and yeah. they were all great. Like when he was getting pulled through, like the tunnel with all the dead bodies. We're getting, we're getting re- it's Dresden. air raid, <laughs> air raid, bitches. End of <laughs> no, yeah, like when, or even when he went back and she's biting the uh, the glass oh, at the yeah, party yeah, and yeah. everything, or like when he's wrestling the jaguar that when was, he first gets down there. But oh, he actually he thinks that. he's wrestling the jaguar. But he actually he wrestled that jaguar. Yeah, yeah, somebody did. I yeah, I mean, it looked jaguar. like a <laughs> <laughs> <Just> baby. <laughs> he looked, he was looked like a happy jaguar. Well, and like, didn't um. Didn't the the voodoo priestess she like kept people's souls in the oh jars? in little yeah. jars yeah, yeah. That and, like one dude well we haven't talked was, about that black guy in this movie who was creepy great. he's in a bunch of yo stuff. he's in a lot of different um, movies he was I think he was in the Last King of Scotland also Zake he's Mokay yeah. very distinct look yeah very distinct look yeah. Yeah. he plays so a lot of good guys once, and a lot of bad forget. guys yeah. but if you see him in this you'll always remember he'll always be a bad guy with that metal spike. Oh man, uh, the nail, the giant, the, the nail. giant nail. We should talk about that, man. Yeah, he's We're, actually in. A that's how I know movies. it was a Wes Craven movie because it spun around. Uh, and he at at the end, when it went through his dick. Oh, oh. yeah. So, I, and please pick up wherever hey. you want because I, I love this movie, but I haven't seen it. Some in a of while. my favorite stuff with this movie is when he finds the guy that can actually make it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he, he remember he, he, he tests it on that goat and he makes a yeah, mark, mark on the bottom on the of the goat's hoof to make oh, sure he yeah, doesn't switch the goats on him and everything. Uh, well, he goes to buy it, and, and he does hose him. Remember, the black guy doesn't give him the actual things. Because, no, but but he switches he, it, he remember? It. And he's like, yeah. he's like, don't do that. And he shoots it, and he's like, you're a dead man. And he walks outside. He's like, you're not dead yet. He's like, I noticed. <laughs> he, like he switched it because he probably was, said it was rat poison. He was like, I want the real formula. You switch. But where he, when he takes him to make it, it was such a great scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, where he takes him into the woods and there. Remember, he's uh, he's actually brewing the stuff, and they have the fire on his arms at one point, and they yeah, both yeah. have the masks on. Mm-hmm. So they actually he goes to and watches him do the process and everything. Yeah. And then you realize that it's just what he's doing here. With it, just gives the illusion that you're dead when you're not actually. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll tell you what, yeah. I believe in voodoo way more than I believe in ghosts. Oh, yeah. yeah. Voodoo's some crazy they, shit. Yeah. I went oh, yeah. to New Orleans. I love Santeria New Orleans. And stuff like that. We went to a voodoo temple, 
and you can walk around and you can buy little trinkets and little mm-hmm. love potions or something. Yeah. And I was with a bunch of Dutch people, and they were stealing dollar bills off the Voodoo Temple. Oh, and I was like, oh, Jesus. you're just asking for yeah, trouble, dude. Shit, man. That's, yeah. <laughs> I said, there's a lot. I don't, I don't believe, believe in Voodoo to, very to much. Specific, but they believe in it. Yeah. To be <laughs> yeah. specific, that's bad juju. Yeah. Like, yeah. I. Another great thing with this uh, movie is him coming out of the, having to dig himself out of the grave. That's where that line, don't let them bury me, I'm not dead. Because he knows after he's been given, when the guy blew that shit in his face, right after Paul Winfield died and had the scorpion crawl out of his mouth. And he knew he was going to get buried. And the creepy guy goes to the morgue and starts talking to him. Because remember that guy at the beginning where they showed, uh, that got buried first, they put the needle like into his eye yeah. almost and then you could see him weep at the uh, last point so you knew he was still alive and mm. I, I always love when I I heard it years ago where the phrase saved by the bell came from you know? oh yeah because back in the day they were concerned that they were they were so concerned that they were going to bury you not completely dead that they actually buried you with a string attached to a bell that yep. would be at the top in the cemetery so that if you were accidentally buried all you had to do is pull that string yep. and then they would save, save by ever, the bell I wonder if anybody ever oh I'm sure it did. You I know, can, the, it was because of the Black Plague. You know, is that when it came around? Yeah. There's yeah. This, every once in a while, the there's Rosie. a story of uh, somebody waking up in the morgue. Mm. Oh yeah, I'm always yeah. fascinated oh, yeah. Yeah. How, with modern technology. How you that? How you miss that? Ugh. And the, this movie didn't really take a crazy supernatural element till the end. Yeah, you know, until that the, until the black guy was jumping through the walls and shit almost well, shocker and style. Then, and yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, also the spirits were coming out of the jars. Yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the nail was flying across and everything. Yeah, the chair, but, it, like, but it was, yeah, in the chair. It was great. But I'll man. tell you, after watching the movie and then at the end, they kind of, you know, because he, he makes it back and he oh, gets yeah. back there and, you know. He and he goes the, back again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. New York. Well, I guess it's kind of like, mm. what are you going to do to me now? I've kind of taken the worst you could do. I mean. No, um, <laughs> what did Paul Winfield say? Death is only the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Oh, right. <laughs> um, but no, the, the little explanation that they give at the end about how he went back and how the drug company did use this and like it was kind of like a basis for modern anesthesiology and stuff like that i mean after watching that movie and then reading that i was like damn i want to learn more about this like (laughs) it was just really cool you know uh it was well done either one of our teachers at the christian school and the story was either mr kennedy got fired for showing this to kids or he knew somebody that got fired for showing this movie to kids i don't know if you remember that he didn't get fired for showing this to kids yeah i think he got in trouble though he might have gotten in trouble. I think he got in trouble for he showing d- kids, but he—it was for like an anthropology, yeah. almost course, and and but it was obviously it was a horror movie. But you know? I think the Christian school was always didn't well, want man, like movies, anyways, supernatural, so, but anything supernatural, anything supernatural, yeah. or like the, the guy who made Nightmare on Elm Street did this movie. That's all they had to hear. Yeah, and that was crazy, but yeah, fantastic zombie movie. How about you, Dave? What do you got for some zombies? Zombies. When this zombie movie came out, it kind of changed my thinking of zombies um, 28 days later. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, that yeah. was good. Finally, a zombie, you turned in, t- in five seconds. Yeah. If you were not an athlete, you did not you, make it. Yeah, yeah. No, and then shit. they ran like a motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I love that about this movie. More than any other part of this. And That opening scene where they, when they were going breaking in the monkeys. into the monkeys. Oh, man. Oh, I don't remember and you, that. They called it Rage? Is that Rage. what it was? Rage. Yeah. It wasn't even like, yeah. And Did they even call them zombies? No, no, I think they were most, the infected. Most infected, zombie yeah. movies don't actually use yeah. that term. Yeah. Uh, but, it, I mean... Which is good. I mean, it's... When you start fucking around with 
animal activists fucked this whole thing up. Oh, yeah. That's what they all really, their goddamn All fault, the animal man. activists is really what brought the world to the end, really, because they released the, 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 the monkeys out and, and that POV shot of the monkey How attacking. fast you could turn. How What was it? Was it like 30 seconds? If no, that, it was less than that. It was, it was like, like 10, 10 seconds. seconds. You had 10 seconds before someone turned. I think turned. it was 12. Okay. But, but yeah. that when, uh, when, so when he first meets up with the people that, that kind of take him in, that group of the original yeah, yeah, people, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. and they go into that one house, oh, and, that, and that one dude gets bit, how and as soon as, he, yeah, as soon as he turns his girl, he's like, no, wait, and she fucking oh. hacks him. Yeah. You I couldn't know. believe it. You and Killian Murphy, who is the main our main yeah. guy in this movie, and he became, was like, a, became a superstar fuck? in uh, other movies. Certainly, he became a superstar in like the uh, the Batman movies as Scarecrow and the Red Eye. I loved him in Red Eye. Yeah, was Sunshine. Good. He was in Sun- Inception. He, he's just Inception. he's a great actor, man. And this was the first time we ever saw him in like anything really. And this was Danny Boyle. We should mention this was Danny Boyle who had already done Shallow Grave. That I know me and Dave are huge fans of. If you haven't seen Shallow Grave out there and you want to see a great horror movie, man, Shallow Grave's a fantastic mm-hmm. one with young Ewan McGregor but he also did train spotting yep. and then went on to do a whole bunch of other fantastic films yeah I, I just realized the 12 second one was from uh, World War Z oh that's where it's probably did. pretty close to yeah. that same time World but War Z is another great movie that's well and just uh, the reason I know that is because he figures out the timing and he runs over to the edge of the building yeah. and he's looking at his watch oh, waiting yeah, yeah, to yeah. find out if it bit through him or not so yeah. he can jump off the building and then like 12 seconds goes by and he's like okay I'm alright <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, and I mean, the movie kind of like it was very low key, they, man. You had very small key, groups, and then when he finally met up with Brendan Gleeson, yeah. who became a great actor. I love this guy. Yeah, he's awesome. And this was, might have been one of the first movies we had seen him in. Uh, he might have been in when small he plays little Churchill. Roles. Is yeah. one of the, my favorite things he's and in. De- uh, uh, what was it? Gangs of New York? Gangs of New York. He was really he was great good in, in Gangs of New York. He's great in everything. He was and good his, in Harry Potter. And his too. son, his son's become a fantastic Who's actor. His son? The redheaded kid from Ex Machina and from Rogue oh, One. Oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah. And uh, or Force Awakens. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, Last yeah. Jedi. He's good too. Really good. Mm. Yeah. But uh, so that dynamic was good. They met up with the 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 black girl was from. She was the one. She that, was in the initial group. That initial came group. Across. So they came. But when they met up with the soldiers... Oh, when they met up with, what's his name, from oh, Shallow yeah. Grave, the guy who played Destro in yeah, G.I. Yeah. Joe, and he, the carpenter in Gone in 60 Seconds, he was the bad oh, guy yeah, yeah. in that one. He's <laughs> played a bad guy in a lot of different movies. Yeah, you realize that you're not in a very friendly group of no, people. No, they're going to use and the she's women not for safe at all. procreation. Yeah. Well, then Brandon Gleason is walking in that, like... He, he buys it before then, doesn't he? He looks up. Remember, the cr- there was a the dead crow. crow. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Well, and, and he, he looks up and just one drop oh, of blood man. falls. And he's like, get away. Yeah. And then he turns quick. And then the soldiers show up. And pop, pop, pop. The soldiers yeah. are the ones that shoot him. Yeah. yeah. That's and, right. That's uh, when they first get introduced to him. Yeah. It re- that really was the element. The best element of this movie is how fast you turned. It, yeah. it really yeah. was. Yeah. Because the second one... It's great too. I love this that opening one. scene. For uh, arguably, two. the second one is probably more of a favorite for me. Uh, it's the just, opening sequence. Is the opening so sequence. Great, I don't really and I love that guy that with Robert Carlyle. Dig- yeah, Robert Carlyle, another Danny Boyle guy. Yeah, but yeah, that opening scene where he, he finds he, he, he finds to, like solace in that one yeah. house, and then it lasts that night. But then that morning, they all break in, and then he has to run to the boat. to the boat dock. Oh, but he dock. He abandoned his wife. His wife <laughs> in the house. She was like in the window, like oh my god, like calling for him. Yeah, bullshit. Like, showed, showed you his character very early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but the 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 stuff at the Jeremy compound, Ritter, the stuff Ritter at the compound with the oh, the first one, yeah, with the first one was great. Like how just they, unsettling. You you thought bad shit was. It gave you that great um, 
that great concept that is so apparent in Walking Dead right now where the zombies aren't the biggest problem around no. here. Right, yeah. You know, it's it's, it's the never people. gonna be the zombies. Yeah. Never gonna, I mean they're gonna be If you be... really want to get an idea of that type of life that it would be, watch the road. Because the road yeah. has is where they're literally mobs of people who are just trying to hunt down humans to eat. Yeah. And it's and that's what it would be like. And yeah. it's scary. You don't want to think about that. You don't want to talk about it, but let me I tell you. I wonder what side I would be on. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. I'd... You'd be on one side or the other till you ran out of bullets. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> I like meat, though. <laughs> yeah, right? It really was a fantastic zombie movie, and like you said, it really changed the genre, because then from every... At that point forward, zombies, you're like, all right, is it the slow zombies or right. is it the fast Aggressive, zombies? you know. And like, there's great cinematic the slow moments ones, you can push them away. Yeah. As long as there aren't... Well, that's the problem. A hundred of them. that'll lead to my next movie here. Yeah. Uh, because that's the problem with those slow zombies. If you wait too long and, then, and there's too many up. of them, yeah. then you got a herd and yeah. then you're in deep shit. Right. And that's really the premise of my next movie. And it's interesting. It's Night of the Living Dead, but it's not the original. It's And I love the original. The original was fantastic. But I really enjoyed Tom Savini's 1999, uh, 1990 version where he was... Tom Savini's always been George Romero's, like, he's one dude. of his best friends. He's the dude. He's he's the guy who did all the special effects the for uh, for Romero's, yeah. like, Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. And so he is... It almost seems he's, perfect. He directs now, too, right? Yeah, well, he, not a whole lot, but he directed this movie. And that was... It was almost perfect for him to direct this movie if it wasn't going to be Romero, because he was a Romero guy, you know? And it was it was almost like... It wasn't a shot-for-shot shot, uh uh, remake of it, but it was pretty close. But it was close. It was yeah. very close. Yeah. You could tell that it it's was an house. homage to him. The house, right? It was just an updated version of that old one. It was the farmhouse. But farmhouse. there's some key great horror actors in this movie too that they uh, introduced to us. So Tony Todd is in it, Candyman himself. This yep. is the one that uh, who was in this. But another fantastic actor in this was Tom Towels, who plays uh, Henry's best friend in Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Mm -hmm. The same guy that I mentioned is from House of a Thousand Corpses. He played the cop that got shot in the head by Karen Black Mm -hmm. in that movie. And he always plays a creepy-ass guy. But uh, it also had Bill Mosley at the very beginning. Another House of a Thousand Corpses. I actually pulled the picture up and showed uh, my wife. I was like, can you... Because we had recently watched House of a Thousand Corpses with our nieces because we're uncle and aunt of the year. And uh, <laughs> let me show you a disturbing horror Let me movie. show the 17-year-old this fucked up movie. Well, you know. Uh, but Bill Mosley accompanied by an adult. <laughs> if you look uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that I sent her home. <laughs> now go to your home apartment by yourself. <laughs> Don't answer the phone. <laughs> They're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> that's, that's the great line. And that was Bill Mosley's scene in it at the beginning. But if you pulled his image up from House of a Thousand Corpses to right. like the brother at the beginning, uh, it was fantastic. Uh, kind of a role for him to slide in. But So in this movie, you've got two people that are visiting their parents in the graveyard. And basically... Three minutes into the movie, they get attacked by someone in the graveyard. Yeah, Did, have you seen the uh, the remake? I here? have. It's it's fuzzy, but I remember it. And you know, like I definitely remember when they're coming to get you, Barbara. Yeah, that's a classic um, life for the old one too. Yeah, and I right. remember. I remember. That's this. not this movie. Oh, that's, <laughs> just, that's Return of the Living Dead. That's the yeah. soldiers. Which one? No, is that's the soldiers. Uh, that's Day of the Dead. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. But that brains one is from Return of the Living that's Dead, right. the comedy yeah. uh-huh. one. Um, and I remember, you know, like it. 
not to fast forward too much, but yeah. the end, like, you know, when everybody's there with their trucks and they're hanging oh, from yeah, trees man. and all that. That, that gave know, also like, a glimpse of what really would happen. Oh, yeah. Like, people are, like, letting them in pens together to fight each other or they're just hanging them and shooting in the air and drinking their yeah. beers and everything. So, basically, what happens is this girl, her brother gets attacked when they come across uh, someone. This is when the... the re- so it's the Night of the Living Dead, so it had just happened. It's earlier in the morning. <clears throat> so whatever happened that spurred in the zombie apocalypse, which you never know in these in these George Romero movies, what kind of started it. So they start coming alive. They're, they're in the worst possible place, at a graveyard. And then she ends up running to a farmhouse nearby, also the worst place because yeah. it's right next to a friggin' uh, graveyard. <laughs> our, our grandparents lived next to a graveyard for like half balls. their life. I used to hit golf balls. And we, used to play. we used to play. <laughs> we used to play hide-and-seek. Oh, yeah. Like behind we freaking spent, tombstone, yeah. tombstones. Spent and shit, hours man. and hours. Yeah, it was great. You get run out by the, like, uh, And it was weird, too, because Grandma and Grandpa had already bought plots and yeah. had name plates put just in. no year. They weren't dead yet, but you could go there and see their grave yeah. without their... Really That's, creepy. That is, that is kind of creepy. <laughs> so she gets to the house first, and there's nobody there except for the residents who are her have already turned, and she ends up killing one of them, and then she gets knocked to the ground by another and then finally gets out and all of a sudden Tony Todd pulls up Yeah, so far still exactly the same as the original Tony Todd uh, shows up and uh, he ends up uh, gets the rifle he ends up getting a rifle and they end up starting to uh, gradually board up things and try to talk to each other about what's happening and at this point they still have time to leave Yeah, you know and they don't but up until like a half hour in the movie until you hear a no- noise down in the basement, you don't realize that there's people down in the basement that right. they don't even know about. They've right. been up in this house for a good half hour. Yeah. And down in the basement, you've got Tom Towles, who's a classic uh, horror actor. You've got his wife, and he's got a kid, and the kid's been bit. At this point, you don't know. You that don't know that being bit is right. a zombie. This right. is the very first zombie movie, zombie. really. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. uh, Night of the Living Dead, so you don't know the rules or anything like that. And there's also a, a young couple, the nephew of the guy that owns the farmhouse and his like, uh, girlfriend are there and that from the get-go the guy tom towel's character is belligerent he doesn't think that they have any right to be there he's he thinks it's safer in the basement than upstairs so he's just belligerent and hard to uh (laughs) hard to get along with through the whole movie so he ends up staying in the basement with his wife and his injured kid for uh for a good chunk of it yeah and upstairs you have the zombies are doubling the zombies are tripling it's getting dark out they realize they should have left they know that there's a gas pump like off the side of the house, but they don't know where the key is. Right. So they're constantly searching for the key. And uh, one of the most bonehead moves ever in movie in a horror movie history is when they uh, they get the set they're of keys. To shoot the... He he couldn't find the right key, so the so the kid takes his his rifle and is pointing it at the lock that's connected to mm. the gas pump. So he's basically shooting at the oh gas my pump. God. And Tom uh, or uh, Candyman's like no, and then it boom blows up and kills him. <laughs> And so they're out of the Jesus. gas. So they have to go back to the house, and the house is being torn down and everything, and they can't get the guy in the basement to open it up, and they yeah. finally get him to open it up, and there's that great scene where his his daughter gets up off the table at some yeah. point, and Tony Todd's about to shoot him, and then he gets... Uh, the Tom Towles character gets angry that he's pointing a gun at his daughter and shoots him, and they're yeah. all shooting, and you're like, oh my god, this is just fucked up, yeah. dude. And it goes all the way down to like... Uh, my favorite sequences and the whole thing 
is where the redheaded girl, who's kind of our main star through this movie, her and Candyman, uh, she gets loose and ends up running across a couple rednecks, and they, they're like, what in the Sam Hill are you doing out here, girl? Yeah. And they end up going back to the farmhouse, and they open a door, and they find Candyman is turned, and mm. they immediately all shoot Candyman, and yeah. you kind of feel bad. But uh, she opens the basement door, and Tom Tuttles appears, and he's completely fine. And he was like, oh, my God, you came back for me. And he's been an asshole this whole movie. Right. Uh, and been super difficult. And he's <laughs> like, I can't believe you came back for me and you made it. And she she raises her gun and boom, shoots yep. him right in the head. Yep. And the guys, the rednecks come into the room, and they just assume he's another zombie. Turned, man. yeah. And the whole movie ends with, yeah. like, her watching the rednecks mistreat the zombies. Yeah, and you're like, like, oh, hanging man. Them and, yeah. and then soon after, that's the beauty of the Romero movies, is it goes into Dawn of the Dead, goes into Day of the Dead, Land of the Dead. Uh, and they're all good. Dead was good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Day of the Dead, Dead and Dead Dawn Reckoning. of the Dead. They're all fantastic <clears throat> movies. And Dawn was even remade. Day was remade, but Day didn't need to be remade at all. Yeah. Uh, Dawn, Dawn did need to be remade, you know, because there was a lot of cheese in that movie that didn't have to be there. And that was one of, there's a lot of these horror remakes that I don't like. And I will do a horror remake uh, pod one of these when days, I'm Bud sure. When did come in? When did who? Bud. That, it was Day of the Dead. Okay. Yeah. But with that Dawn of the Dead remake was really well done. The one with Ving Rhames, the mm. one with the guy from Modern Family yeah. and Sarah Pauly. Yeah, I own that. Oh wait, no, uh, I, I own Zombie Apocalypse. I think Zombie Apocalypse. Yeah. I'm not sure what that. It's one got is. Ving Rhames in it, but I've also seen. Yeah. Uh, but Dawn of the Dead remake is, is definitely <laughs> got people worthy. under the stairs. That has oh, oh, man. I love. It's one of my favorite <laughs> movies it and is. my favorite. I don't know what I could put that in. There's no monsters in there. There's no <laughs> <laughs> serial killer, maybe. No, there's monsters in there. They're under the stairs, man. It's just people. Yeah, under, under that's the stairs. Ar- that's arguably the, those ones that were kept in the dark under those stairs. They're not really people anymore. You can stop being a person. Yeah. He was like all green and had like orange hair and shit. It, what was his name? I don't think I you've don't seen know. this movie in a while. Dude. What was his <laughs> name? Green and orange hair. There was yeah, no green, orange hair. The yeah, guys down there. Yeah, no, the kid with the, the <laughs> kid that had no tongue. What? <laughs> yeah, the kid with no tongue. What was, was his awesome. name? Oh, I don't know. Cockroach. Uh, oh, yeah, was a cockroach. Yeah, yeah. He was a guy, but remember that when they would, he would throw. Body parts, ever McGill to people. What's his, was running through shooting that big giant. Oh shot man, yeah, that was, oh, that was great. We'll talk dude. about that on some a uh, Wes Craven director pod or something. So yeah, that's my zombies. So this next one this is a great category. Here is werewolves. Wolfman's got nards. All right, so I am going with Jack Nicholson, Michelle Pfeiffer, and James Spader. Wolf. <laughs> that's really surprising to me. You know, there was some great parts to this movie too, but this was not one of the everyone's favorite werewolf movies. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that you picked this. I did like t- the fact that, like, a lot of times the person is completely normal yeah. until the full moon, yeah. and then they're va- and then they're a werewolf. The, the folklore he, is really wide open. But he a lot of these. was actually improving as a human being. Yeah. Right. Like he was, yeah. his hearing was getting better. Yeah. His like stamina was getting better. So I, I kind of dug that part about yeah. this movie. Most but. people like very similar to like these last two categories really involved those perks, you know, for being, uh, uh, becoming these creatures, a these creatures of the night, you know? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. And this one more than anything delved <laughs> Zombies into. Zombies don't have a lot of perks. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one particularly dealt a lot in with the smell and the sight yeah. and the hearing well, and kind the of speed elements and the of strength it. Too, yeah, that too. Know? But I, they really, all, all the other vamp, uh, werewolf movies deal with that though. Mm-hmm. A lot of them don't deal with the sense of hearing 
or the senses being really, really heightened as much as they did in Wolf. So yeah. when I think of Wolf, that's what I think of. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of the premise of that? Uh, so it starts off Jack Nicholson's just driving alone on a snowy night, you know, and uh, this like wolf runs out in front of his car and he hits it. Um, and he doesn't really know quite what he hits. And so he gets out to check on it and he walks up to it, turns and bites him, runs off, you know? Um, and that must've been a werewolf, you know? Um, so it, was How just it happens, simple, man. Just click, click yeah, like that. I mean, it was just as simple as that, you yeah. know? And, uh, you don't really have to explain a werewolf origin to anybody, no, you know, you yeah. get, once someone's bit, you get it. Right. Well, but I mean, you know, the other thing too is, I mean, this was a large wolf, but it wasn't like the wolf man. It wasn't, you know, the werewolf. It was just a wolf. Yeah. yeah. It was just, a, you know, um, and so he is, he's like a, a publisher and he works for a big firm and, you know, he's very well off, stuff like that. I and love Spader in this. I did yeah, like Spader. Oh, yeah, a lot absolutely, this man. Yeah. This is this movie is actually what made me a fan of his. Oh, really? Because, yeah, because yeah. Uh, because he played that kind of I don't know, I liked his transformation in his character. He, he played an asshole really well yeah, in movies yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so anyways, Michelle Pfeiffer is the love interest. He's been bitten, you know, um, by the werewolf. He works for this publishing company and James Spader is kind of like his competition, yeah. you know, and like, I love the scene where they're in, in the, the bathroom, bathroom. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he's sitting there pissing and he just turns and just starts pissing all over <laughs> James Spader and he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, just marking my territory, you know, like, oh man. Um, so he yeah. was, he was, you said it, I think. He was a little too old to be paying this character. Yeah, that that, that was one of my issues and with he's it. Jack I mean, Nicholson. still Jack The problem Nicholson. with Jack Nicholson is he kind of is a persona. Mm-hmm. When you get him, he comes to the table and it's he's Jack Nicholson before yeah. you can look at him as this character. Mm-hmm. Well, what was good about his age, though, when I sit back and I think of it, though, is if he was young, the heightening of those uh, senses. those senses probably wouldn't be as extreme or right. as uh, interesting yeah. with a younger character because he was probably not hearing well as it was. Mm-hmm. But I love they they dealt with that a lot with right after he got changed and you dealt with it when he was at the publishing company that he'd hear conversations like three floors down yeah, exactly. where he walked out and he could just hear everything. everything yeah. It was really, really great how yeah. they kind of worked that in. Yeah. But like most werewolf movies, and I could do a pod just, this was a really hard category for me to pick a movie from because I love werewolf movies. It uh, was the, probably the first thing that ever scared me in horror movies were werewolf movies. Uh, I, could, I could have picked the transformation yeah. kind of element to it, but I started with the universal horror movies and I could have yeah. easily put that on my stuff too. But uh, the, I didn't with, pick with, any of those. Yeah, I loved them I didn't too. Pick, I loved them, but I didn't pick any yeah. of them. Well, this is the monster category on, <laughs> the, uh, on the next uh, pod. But with the uh, with the similar to werewolf movies, you always have to have that guy that knows the folklore that has to explain to the main character yeah. what's going on. And they right. had a great guy in this. I don't know what the actor's name was, but he was good. He had that creepy element. He's he's who you thought would be that guy uh, in in this kind of movie, uh, explaining things it's to like you. The Buffy. His name was Om Puri. Yeah, see, he was yeah. just a foreigner. They got a uh, foreign actor to come in and do this. Right. Um, the Van Helsing. <laughs> but it kind of went down to, like, uh, that big fight at the end. And yeah. I, I that was what another... I have to rewatch this movie because uh, it 
it doesn't like stick with me as being one of my favorite uh, werewolf movies. But like I said, I I was collecting Fangoria hardcore at this time, and mm-hmm. it was got a great write up in it, uh-huh. uh, and I was super excited to see it in the movie. And it was good; it had a lot of great elements. There wasn't anything I could point to that I didn't like in it. Uh, maybe I just wanted a little bit more uh, in all the different aspects of it. But they kind of had you, uh, you didn't realize, you could kind of see it coming now when you're watching it, that James Spader would eventually kind of uh, get turned himself. Right. But it kind of went down to that big scene at the end, man, that big yeah. fight scene. Yeah. Well, and and Was it like on a farm or something like yeah, that? Yeah. Uh, Michelle, uh, Christopher Plummer was his, Oh, I forgot he was in this. Yeah, he was Jack Nicholson's boss. Michelle Pfeiffer was his daughter. Oh, gotcha. And Jack Nicholson and her were love kind interests. Of yellow, yeah. And James Spader was the, the new guy. The new guy, and he was trying the to... challenge Exactly, <laughs> you know. Um, and so, yeah, it comes down to that big fight. Um, but the things that I remember, like, my favorite scenes are the night where he goes running through the park and he catches, catches the, the deer, deer. Yeah. you know, like, because he just does that as himself. Yeah, He's yeah. not a werewolf, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the part in the big fight when he jumps over the horse pen you know i mean that's just that was a great great uh stunt they showed there too i think my biggest problem was they didn't do that much of a transformation you know they gave him the eyes they gave him the teeth they gave him like like mutton chops chops. they gave him like mutton chops or something like that i kind of wanted to see i want to see some and this was this was like late 90s so they've already done bladders and shit like that that Mm -hmm. they could have changed the fuck out of it i've I mean, I've seen American Werewolf in London and seen what they were able to do with that. And it's, uh, we've talked about that movie before. That's the only reason it's not on, yeah. this, uh, um, on this list. But. but also, I liked how the story was like the completion. Like, A, he didn't get killed and turned back into a normal person. Yeah. And B, he just became a full-fledged wolf. Yeah. You know? Which is interesting. And, That's something you don't see much right. in werewolf and movies, then, you know, And then Michelle Pfeiffer also became the werewolf at the end there as well. Yeah. Um, Which I think they, they expected it to make more money than it would have, and it could have been a wolf too, but they never yeah, really kind of went yeah. and, and I'm fine without <laughs> I'm that. I'm fine with it. Just but I don't know. That. I just, I really liked, there's, and my next one as well, I really liked the cast and the story yeah. being different from most this of the This was Mike others, Nichols, you know? I think, who had done like some serious, seriously big, like, I think he did The Graduate, and uh, there was a lot of great Mike Nichols movies out there. So it was kind of odd for him to do this type of genre because he's not used to it, but he mm-hmm. did a good job. Yeah. What was the Michael J. Fox vampire? I mean, a wolf. Teen Wolf? Teen Wolf, man. I got that at the DVD sale. Teen did Wolf you? 1 and Teen Wolf 2. We still this. haven't ever talked about it. I thought yeah. about putting it on there, but I really wanted to pick Wolf. Nice. <laughs> All right, Dave, what do you got for a this, werewolf movie? This was one of my favorite 80s movies. Definitely had an 80s movie feel to it. Uh, the great Gary Busey. Yes. Silver Bullet. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Great, great. Speaking of Everett McGill from uh, yeah. People Under the Stairs, he yep. was fantastic he was in this. great in this movie. As the priest. And it was, it was very simple. Stephen King, based on Cycle right. of the Werewolf, yep. which yeah. was a kind of short graphic novel that uh, wasn't really a graphic novel. It was a novel, but it had pictures throughout, kind of sprinkled throughout it. But I thought it was cast really well. Oh, yeah. I mean, got Corey Haim was like at the top of his oh yeah top of his game, game. In that time that was this is like eighty five I yeah. think Ever McGill exactly the girl sure. played his sister was really good in this yeah. I'm not sure what she I'm went not on to sure do what she went on uh, to do but uh, Busey Busey was huge Busey was huge time. he was he still wasn't and it a had full, that uh, full on wackadoo at this yeah. point. Great New England. <laughs> it had that great New England feel when you saw yeah. the residents that were at like the bar yep. and everything mm-hmm. and the creepy bridge. That he went over with his... And so, Corey Haim was in a wheelchair, and Gary Busey was his uncle. 
Cool uncle. Cool uncle. <laughs> Buy him fireworks and get him like a yeah. souped up fireworks souped and like up a Ferrari wheelchair. of uh, wheelchairs. <laughs> oh man, Gary Busey is just so bring me funny two funny. meatball sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> two. two. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just a classic. People start dying in the town. Yeah, the and werewolf's all, already a werewolf. We don't even see him. Yeah, turned. right. Yeah, and it was a creepy ass werewolf too. Yeah, really creepy. When he was standing on the bridge, when he shot him. With the rocket, his, so his, his, Gary Busey gives him a bunch of fireworks until he goes down to shoot him off. Yep. And the werewolf comes out of the fucking bushes. And the werewolf had already been killing people. Had he already been realize, killing people. They thought it was just like a serial killer. They thought so it was they were, a serial killer. They were looking Main, they, for people. Maniac and, or something. Uh, Corey right. Haim lost his best friend, remember? Yep. And that was the bald guy that eventually showed up to the yeah, bar yeah. and said, has anyone seen my son? And they go out on that that uh, kind of excursion mm-hmm. with the bats and everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, and the peacekeeper. Peacekeeper. That's what the my favorite part of the whole movie is. Um, so he shoots the werewolf with the thing, B- bottle rocket, bottle rocket, the giant bottle. He's like, save this one for last. Yeah, and he shoots him. Yeah, lucky shot if you ask me. Yeah, <laughs> come on, you know that was pure skill. So it nails him in the eye. You can this, see the for werewolf. Me, this is the best part of a werewolf movie. Go yeah. Ahead. So the werewolf gets shot in the eye. Yeah, and so. The next day, they just cut to a normal day in town, and they think it's a sister yeah. who was out collecting cans. Well, they, they come up with the idea that they were like, well, it's pretty simple. The guy with an eye injury right. is He's the werewolf. Be right. the one with I, the werewolf. I, I love that concept and the idea with the with the werewolves that once you turn back, you kind of come back with your injuries, your scrapes, yeah. your, yeah. all that type of See, stuff. See, that's one perk they don't have yeah, compared right? to some others. Yeah, so yeah. then she decides to go she can goes, collecting. She goes can collecting to try to see if she can figure out who it is. So she comes to, and they had already shown McGill's character. He was the local preacher, mm-hmm. like rallying the town and talking about good and evil. And anyway, so if, if you've watched a lot of the Everett McGill movies uh, in the past, you realize that there's no way he's not. Like yeah, that he's guy. a yeah. bad guy. Yeah, he is one of those. Like when you're watching Law and Order and they do the yeah. cast, and you see like uh, yeah. <laughs> the main character, oh, the, yeah. the most famous star, person yeah. in there is the. It's the rapist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, Michael Douglas just walked in. <laughs> I wonder what he did. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, right. I'm, sure he, I'm sure he just played the custodian that found yeah. the body. <laughs> so, but in a great frame up, one she of the, asks one of the him best the can. frame ups ever. He's like gardening or something in front of the garage. Yeah. yeah. And they have a frame up of her in the background asking him about the can. They have a half shot of his face, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And then they. They pan the camera over, and you see he's wearing an eye patch. Mm. You're like, oh, like, fuck. Game on. Yeah. And so she, he says, come into the garage. So she goes in the garage, and doesn't she see the peacemaker bloodied yeah. on the ground yeah, yeah, in yeah. the garage, mixed yeah. in with all the cans? Yeah. And then she's like, I got to get out of here. And she takes off, but he knows now. She calls the police, who's played by uh, John Locke from Lost, you know, Terry O'Quinn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And remember, he shows up, and that was a creepy-ass scene. He, he goes in the it. garage. He gets it in the garage. He gets it. Remember, the collar just pops oh, yeah, off, yeah, and that's yeah, the first yeah. time you actually start seeing him change. Yeah. And he's like, it's not my fault. And just, like, yeah. hits him with that fucking peacemaker, man. And just uh, and then the movie's on. Like, he's... Well, it really kind of—it's got that really fantastic uh, kind of last ha- uh, quarter of that movie. Is Wasn't when, the thing running out of gas? There's like a little oh, there's that scene yeah, where, where, he, where he's chasing oh, yeah. him into the, into the covered bridge, yeah. and then he's got to scream for the guy on the tractor. 
uh, Mr. So-and-so. And when then you he, get that guy killed. Oh, God. But the end sequence at the house, well, they had he, made, at, he have him make the bullet for him. I love when he's talking to that guy, and he gets him to make him the silver bullets. And he, he goes in there with the ruse that his uh, nieces and nephews are big Lone Ranger fans. Yeah. Because they had the silver bullets. Yeah, yeah. And he just then, wanted uh, a novelty to And when the guy him. made him, he's like, probably the best thing I ever made. And he's like, yeah, I mean, we're just going to set it up. I said, what can you really do with a silver bullet? And he's like, well, you can kill werewolves. And they just both look at each other. <laughs> but then, yeah, they sent the parents away on like a, on a second honeymoon so yep. uh, Gary Busey could be home with the kids at the same time. Right. And, yeah, they're sitting up at night. And man. It frustrated the shit out of me when they... He throws in the he, bullet. First, he took and the he bullet drops. out. Remember, he yeah. took the bullet out. He took you know, the bullet I'm out. starting to feel like a horse's ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now he put the bullet back in the gun. Because <laughs> we know he was the only one. He was in the dark till the very end, almost. Yeah. He did. He didn't believe. Like it. he believed them enough to go along with their cockamamie scheme. Like, yeah. Right when he took that bullet out, that's yeah. where he jumped through the window yeah, and, and he made him drop that bullet. Like, yep. And, and the then bullet. the bullet falls into the grating. Oh, such great tension. Really, and then, like they're reaching in the. He's getting beat up in the background and reaching through the grating to try to grab Very the bullet. Editing, and you're like, Very good you're editing, man. Very good editing. What the fuck? But it was a great 80s movie. It was and, early on. What was and it, you 85? Got the, yeah, Did you probably, have it that's there? probably a good guess. Uh, 85, yeah. yeah. Nice. But then the uh, one of the best scenes, and they don't, you don't, haven't seen it many, in many movies before, was that transformation back. You know, oh, that reverse photography sh- of mm-hmm. the hair going back into his body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it had that last great jump scene, which is when, when he, I think of the scream... The, yeah. the movie Scream uh-huh. when they're talking about that last jump scene. Yeah. This is the movie I think of as Silver Bullet because it's classic arms towards the camera yeah. type mm-hmm. jump scene, man. It was great. For me, probably the best transformation back to human was Fright Night yeah. uh, when Evil Ed turned from the wolf back to the guy. It was yeah, disgusting. Yeah. It was good. really great. But this one was probably the first one we had seen that was really, really, uh, it was quite realistic and well done. And werewolves look great. Like I said, every movie, people do di- their different concepts of their own, uh, what werewolves look like. Some make them uh, on all four legs, like uh, like American Wolf in London. Some of them are like two-legged, really kind of simple ones like American Silver Werewolf in London was one of those movies that you, we weren't allowed to see. Oh, no. It had, a, it had a folklore that yeah. went around with it, like Texas like, Chainsaw yeah, Massacre. Like, like, this is an X-rated movie you're yeah. never going to be able you to can, see. They transform this werewolf on camera, and they do, man. And, mm. But half of that movie was a comedy. Right. Yeah. You forget yeah. about like it. Like that dead guy kept falling around in the movie oh, yeah. theater, and he wasn't he getting. It was deader? John Landis. I mean, this was a John Landis yeah. movie. He was yeah. famous for trading places and coming to yeah. America. Yeah, it was kind of a comedy. It like, really was. Well, that's a good segue into my thing because the two there was a the guy behind the makeup effects on American Wolf of London was the great Rick Baker who ended up winning the Academy Award for uh, Gorillas in the Mist for his uh, work as that. So after that, he was very in high demand. Well, this next movie, he came in as the special effects artist with Rob Bottin, and Rob Bottin, and anyone doesn't know, is one of the like. Uh, masters of special makeup effects he did all the once for the thing which is probably oh, yeah. his like opus of all the best stuff he's ever done is in the thing it's really amazing but this was joe dante's 1981's the howling we, we talk about joe dante a lot on this pod mm-hmm. uh he did he, the he did the burbs he did gremlins <laughs> he, he was at the roger corman school of uh directing so he did hollywood boulevard <laughs> Uh, he did the Twilight Zone, the movie segment that we all like uh, so much with the kids. So I Joe Dante's Satan. been doing Satan a lot of stuff, man. What's that? I love Satan. Satan is my friend. <laughs> you're, chanting, you're chanting right. You're chanting right. <laughs> Can I use it on the witch's pod? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
So yeah, the Howling Man was oh, was amazing. It the was really was really fucking great. Werewolf was great, man. He was really and like and it I was said, tall it was as fuck too, tall, wasn't it? Like nine tall. feet taller. It was so, ridiculous. Let me take you through a little bit of the Howling here. And this one is one of those movies that spawned like uh, four, Seven, four or five yeah. sequels, and none of them were quite as good as the first one. Man, the second one had its moments. The third one had even less moments, and then it was just garbage after that. I think I saw. Surprised they haven't remade this. To be honest with you, oh yeah, that, the Howling seems like it would be uh, ripe. I mean zombies are out werewolves could be in so yeah. uh well didn't benicio do a werewolf one? oh yeah the wolf man awesome awesome movie, man. that was close to being to on, that, that was close to being on my list oh you should see it the one with anthony Hopkins. i haven't seen really it fucking good really fucking good mm. uh can't speak highly enough of that maybe i did see i don't remember it that's the year i went to a hollow scream at in tampa was the year the wolf man came up oh, it was really? all over the place mm-hmm. but anyways so let me tell you a little bit about Howling. we got the great d wallace and you've got um, Patrick Mc, uh, McNee, who's uh, he's an old school actor, the uh, British actor. He was the uh, chauffeur from View to a Kill. Oh, yeah, yeah. The one <laughs> that got in the car wash? Uh, yeah. Uh, John Carradine, who's an old school actor, was in this movie. Uh, you got a lot of the Joe Dante regulars. That guy that I referred to of earlier in The Werewolf, uh, when you were talking wolf. Of that t- knows everything about werewolves. In this movie, it was Dick Miller, oh, <laughs> a yeah. Joe Dante guy. Did it, was that other guy that was in uh, Kevin McCarthy? Yeah, that, that, he, talking, he played the granddad yeah, in that Twilight Zone in episode. And uh, uh, he was amazing in this. Uh, as who was he? He was the head of the, uh, the television Radio trade, television television studio. studio. So let me take you through it. D. Wallace was a like reporter she was one of the anchor women but they mm-hmm. actually went out and did stuff and at the very beginning of the movie they're actually hunting this serial killer and he agrees to talk to d wallace so they the cops actually kind of put uh they wire her up and he's got to go meet her at like this porn shady ass porn like <laughs> porn sounds, store sounds in like the back where the sneak peek room is and everything <laughs> and uh she sees something when she's back there well, we don't realize it yet, but it's Robert Picardo, and Robert Picardo's another Joe Dante guy. He was the interspace cowboy. Uh, interspace. He played the cowboy yeah. in interspace, and he was the garbage man with Dick Miller and the Burbs. Uh, and he went on to do Star Trek, and he was really great in that. Uh, but he played a serial killer in this movie, and he was creepy as fuck. He was creepy as hell as the werewolf and as the serial killer. But what you don't realize uh, <clears throat> that at this point you don't realize he's a werewolf. So he's just like this creepy serial killer guy. And while they're in the booth, you're not seeing him. You're just seeing her reaction uh, to him. And you hear his voice get all guttural and everything. And she gets scared shitless. And right then the cops come in, shoot him, shoot him dead onto the ground. But mm. she sees something and it affects her big time. So much so that uh, she can't let her husband touch her. She's just, she's too creeped out. And he decides to take her to the, uh, to this like hippie uh, wilderness retreat to kind of unwind and get <laughs> sure. away from everything. What could everything. possibly what go could possibly wrong? Go wrong? Yeah, right? Not <laughs> realizing, uh, and this was suggested to her by uh, the Patrick McNee character who uh, uh, was a doctor. Uh, and she said, come out there, you and your husband, and this will be the great uh, place where you can kind of get back to where you are. Not realizing that this hippie commune is a werewolf commune. Oh, shit. The whole place is filled with werewolves. That's right. Uh, during this whole thing, go, you've got uh, Dennis Dugan, who uh, 
he played the dad in Can't Buy Me Love. Yeah, but yeah, he became yeah. a big director. He directed most of all those Adam Sandler movies. He directed Happy Gilmore. He directed really? Grown Ups. And that's what he, he's a huge director now. But him and the other girl that was also a Joe Dante actor, actress, she was in Gremlins. She's the one that was at the beginning at the bank that couldn't pay her rent and was asking Mrs. McDougal for oh. more time. I guess you know what to ask Santa for, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> the kids are like, I'm hungry, Mommy. I know you are. <laughs> so she, her and Dennis Dugan were investigating what's going on with the serial killer. So they show up at the morgue and the body's gone. Mm. It's completely gone. And uh, I mentioned that because there's, that's two things that are going on. You got the stuff at the hippie commune where the husband is being like uh, seduced by this... Uh, this hippie female werewolf. hippie female uh, werewolf who you know is like the sex pot of the group you can just tell by looking <laughs> at her that she's just gonna seduce him and that's what she ends up doing she does, seduces him turns him yeah. and now she's there all by herself filled with a place of vampires uh, and everything werewolf, but, werewolf. werewolf sorry <laughs> tried to swish it up on you <laughs> uh, but then the stuff with Dennis Dugan they end up coming across Robert Picardo's character and that's when you get to see a full on camera turn man and that's where this movie gets uh, turns next level because they Rob Boutine and uh, Rick Baker knew their shit and they knew all about how great those bladders were mm-hmm. that you could just put under your skin and that's off foam camera latex, man. off so camera can pump them up so it looks like their whole face is like bubbling up and everything yeah. and it was a great transformation and it weird enough this was uh that she just sat there during the whole thing while I transformed and it took like five minutes to transform at no point did she like beeline yeah. she just sat there with her mouth open What's and you're like, you're like why is this bitch running yeah. <laughs> and uh so the werewolf turns and he's like like you said he's like this six seven foot tall thing with huge ears yeah. uh and everything and uh he was vicious man and he gets shot like with a shotgun in the face oh, and shit. you think he's got to be dead and then more people show up uh the dennis dugan character shows up later on and uh comes in the room and he he's not changed as the vampire uh i did it again he's not, he's not changed as a werewolf yet but he walks out of the room and you can see him in the shadow missing half his face oh shit and he's just like complete bone and he's doing this creepy creepy like accent and everything and you're like oh my god this is just disturbing but not till the end, man. Till the end, when you realize what's going on, and you realize that this whole place is filled with werewolves. Yeah. And uh, Dennis Dugan earlier, when he met Dick Miller, buys a whole like thirty odd, like twenty silver bullet rounds for his rifle. Oh shit! So he comes in there and he immediately shoots one of them. And one of my favorite movies for this and this uh, moments in this movie is when Patrick McNee. Uh, watches one of the werewolves get shot in the head with the silver bullet. He's like, oh my God, they're real. And he walks forward almost wanting to die. And he lets the guy shoot him and everything. Almost to the point where like, Oh my god! It's like the guy from Waterworld who's in the bottom of the uh, the, yeah. the the yeah. gas tank yeah, yeah. and everything. Who's got to keep check the levels, and at some point they drop the flame, flame. down, and he's like, "Oh, thank God!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna take him out, and he finally gets to die. That's kind of mm. like the the idea you get behind it. But as they're fleeing, D. Wallace gets uh, gets bit. And the only downside of this whole movie, and Dave knows what I'm talking about. We used to make fun of this movie a lot, and it was a difficult thing to make fun well, of because... Was it on Terror in the Isles? Yeah, it was on Terror in the Isles. That's why we and, made fun and, of it, because that's the only clip. You saw the changing clip, and you saw that clip. Yeah, and they could have shown so much in it. They yeah. could have shown so much in Ricardo changing in this. Uh, but it, 
They did not go out strong in the end of the movie. Uh-huh. 95 of this movie was phenomenal. Phenomenal enough for me to put it as my number one in my category. Yeah. But that very end when Dee Wallace changes... <laughs> she turns into a... She, it's like she changes into a puppy. She turns into a puppy. And, and, and her nose is like kind of like all like wet little, and, and like, like oh, vibrating. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, and, my God. Uh, she was a cute... She's she like, I want to be a cute werewolf. <laughs> but her, she gets up and she screams and you know she's doing this on live TV and everything. She, that's her idea is she's going to turn in front of everyone to let the... the audience knows what's happening and you yeah. get to see it intercuts it God, with the they could have made her look they could have oh man everyone else looked creepy in this yeah, movie yeah why uh, not do it that way but then they went the opposite way and I maybe huh. it was because there was a couple horror like comedy kind of there was some a, a, little a decent bit. amount of comedy elements in this like when Robert Picardo changed into that big werewolf with the big ears they in the background on television you could you see saw the, you could the, see that the old, old Looney Tunes, Looney Tunes. Uh, three little pigs yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, no. werewolf kind of like uh, doing his uh. so it was kind of like those elements but yeah she turned into like a Sharpay at the end <laughs> <laughs> that's hysterical but it was good I loved it so what do you right. got? Oh, this well, next Paul category. Can t- you can All tell right. Paul wanted to get vampires because he kept saying vampires. Oh, wait, don't, don't ruin it for me. So this next category is vampires. My old brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Will you wait till mom finds out, buddy? All right. Um, so... This is actually one of my favorite vampire movies. And it's, <laughs> Anytime it's, you got to preface, I, I, no, 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 it's, got, it's got ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I couldn't believe it. You couldn't. Believe you couldn't it? believe it. Really, no. I am astonished. They got ten percent. <laughs> they were being generous. Justin sent me his list. There's always a couple on Justin list, which is the reason I love having them. Half the reason this pod is great because Justin That's okay. has. He, left, have the, a he left the one that I really would have been upset if we hit, if he had if we had to talk about. He left that off. Oh yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> That's I don't even remember what that was. I, let's leave it. Yeah. See, I'll give you a hint. It's got four numbers. Is the oh, title. I love that movie, too. Oh, man. Um, yeah, movie so, shit the bed in the middle of it. <laughs> so it's, uh, well, I agree. Um, 1995, Eddie Murphy, Kadeem Her- uh, Hardison, John Witherspoon, and Angela Bassett, A Vampire in Brooklyn. Now, I'll... Be honest, it, it does make me laugh a few scenes. <laughs> There's a few scenes that are funny. That are really, and also, really funny. Um, Zakes McCoe is in it. Who? Who's that? The the Which this guy right there, the black and white uh, picture. Showing oh yeah, the guy from. Uh, well, that's that makes What's sense the, because this is a Wes Craven movie. Oh, okay, uh, I got you. And it's the the bad oh, yeah, evil guy, guy from Serpent and the Rainbow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the head voodoo guy. Yeah. Um, and now I saw this in the theater. I, I was excited to see it because, like everyone, everyone was a Eddie Murphy fan. Everyone was a, a Wes Craven fan. Mm-hmm. The problem with this is uh, both these guys' careers tanked at the exact same moment, and, they, and, and right as they decided <laughs> to come together. <laughs> what, what moment do you think that was? <laughs> is when they made Vampire in Brooklyn. It mm-hmm. really fucked their careers up. And then not until Wes Craven came out with Scream that his career come back, mm-hmm. and not until Nutty Professor. With Eddie Murphy, did his career come back? Uh-huh. Uh, but like you, I found it pretty enjoyable in the theater. Yeah, I, it came out at the exact same time where there was another horror comedy that was out there that I always went to a lot more, mm-hmm. and that was uh, Innocent Blood. Oh, okay, I think yeah. it almost came out the same year. Yeah. Which one is time. Innocent? That's the, the John Lambert Loja. Oh, yeah. Robert Loja, and with uh, <laughs> and with uh, Don Rickles, and it had that really That's great funny. French girl, but yeah. it had Joel uh, or. Um, What's his name? Uh, it was John Landis who did the directing for it, mm-hmm. so I was always a fan and of that. And there was another, I remember, uh, Love at First Bite. Yeah. That was another comedy <laughs> yeah. vampire movie. So I won't completely shit on this movie. <laughs> I may squat on it, yeah. but, <laughs> but it had yeah. some good scenes. Yeah, I, I mean, so 
Eddie Murphy was the last vampire, basically. Mm. And can't you just bite somebody and make a new vampire? You, I guess he could, but like in order to create more, I don't know. He needed Angela Bassett. Mm. Um, she <laughs> Work was, with me, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> um, because now I do like her. I enjoy her on all the American Horror Stories. She yeah, she's really one of those. Oh, yeah, she's fun. Good things. I loved her in all her movies. I loved her. And that Strange Days, was that Strange, her? Strange Days, she was yeah, awesome. Yeah, and uh, the Teen Turner. Yeah, what's that got to do with it? Um, yeah, and so her parents were, her father was a vampire, her mother was a human. Um, and so that's why she's special and, you know, cause she's already got some kind of vampire blood, but she, I don't think I've seen this since the theater too. And I don't remember any of that. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, no, I just watched it the other day. Oh, good. Um, and so he's come to Brooklyn to find her mm-hmm. and he pulls up in like this old like ship and it crashes into the dock and where, um, John Hughes and Kadeem Hardison mm-hmm. are both working there. Yeah. Um, I do love Kadeem Hardison. Yeah. You can put him in anything and it's going to get better. Oh, dude. So he doesn't do anything now. What the hell? I, I mean, maybe he does. Is I just don't dead? know about it. But No, I don't think so. <laughs> I had that moment, though, not to go uh, off track here, but when we were talking uh, uh, Elvin from uh, from Murphy Brown and why oh, yeah. he done stuff, yeah, yeah. he's been dead for 12 years. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's why. Uh, good thing they didn't get him back. <laughs> I was like, why isn't he in the Murphy Brown uh, show? I am not watching the show unless he's yeah. in this. <laughs> oh, shit. That's, uh, like, oh, right. Well, he had a good excuse. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's rough. Um, so, yeah, he turns Kadeem into his ghoul. And, like... Oh, that was the best part of this, too. Oh, it was Because so every funny. scene he was on, it was funny. Yeah, and, well, yeah. and like, eventually he just started... Because, like, he, he was... He got gross after a yeah, while, Yeah, no, too. he yeah, was yeah. dead. Like, first his uh, his ear fell off. <laughs> you know, just out of nowhere, his ear just falls off. And then there's another scene where he's, like, washing the limousine, mm-hmm. and his hand just falls off, yeah. you know? And he goes and he gets a mannequin hand, and it's, like, you know, just a white-posed uh, mannequin hand. This was hand. probably fresh off of White Man Can't Jump, where he was all... He was, it was close. Into that yeah, I think it was 94. Um, yeah. So it was probably around that time. Um, but, you know, I actually... I really liked the storyline. Um, and Eddie Murphy did a couple different characters. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's what I remember, too, because I think Rick reprised. Baker worked on this. Um, when did when did uh, Coming to America come out? Uh, before this, yeah, because he, he kind of reprised accent, that preacher, yeah, guy. Well, yeah, well, a couple of them. He he did the the Jewish Italian guy. Yeah. Um, he did the preacher, and then his voice was kind of that of uh, Coming to America. He had like a you know similar accent. Okay, yeah. Um, it's really if you if you watch like Coming to America, Vampire Brooklyn, and then Nutty Professor, you can almost see the progression. Progression, yeah. Because I think Rick Baker did all those because he was really great at it, and he liked working with someone that could like create his own character within that type of stuff. So yeah. If anything, this was that. <laughs> if anything, this movie was the bridge to like Eddie Murphy's kind of multiple. Yeah, characters. yeah. So this is just a really uh, a funny scene. You were saying way earlier in the pod, like you know that. Like, sometimes evil is good. So one of the times... So Eddie Murphy can change his form, you know, mm-hmm. and that's how he plays the different characters yeah. in the movie. So one of them is, I'm Preacher Polly. Yeah. I'm Preacher Polly, you know, <laughs> and so... Oh, yeah, this is where he's standing on the steps in yeah, front of the Yeah, well, because he goes, yeah. he goes... Angela Bassett comes to talk to him, and so he's about to go in and do the service as mm-hmm. Preacher Polly, and he steps into the church, and he starts, like... His hair starts smoking, you know, <laughs> and, he, and he just goes... God damn! <laughs> Everybody in the church turns around and he goes, 
any man who doesn't come outside and have church service outside because it's such a beautiful night tonight. <laughs> you know? And so his whole service is how, like, you know, there is no good if there is no bad. There is no light if there is no dark. Mm. And so he takes the whole sermon down and starts having people, like, say out loud and repeat, evil is good. Is good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. and it's just, oh, it's so funny. There are so many funny parts to it. Yeah, I'll have to rewatch it. Like I said, I haven't seen it in years, but it was, like, one of those things when you, uh, when you want to see a certain level of a uh, vampire movie. Because even with, like, the comedy and... Uh, in Innocent Blood, that vampire stuff was hardcore. Oh yeah, the yeah. eyes and how I love when the, the sun opened and it like Just tore apart. Boom. Yeah, people, it was next level, and it really wasn't that big a part of Vampire in Brooklyn. I mean, he was there with his mullet and he had his fangs and everything. Yeah, there was, was there was no it wasn't there was a very whole, little daylight to it. Um, but with as well as they did with transforming him, I think they did they did a better job transforming him into other people than they did with the vampire stuff mm-hmm. in it. Well, I, you know, his final vampire form. Mm-hmm. I thought was really good. It was all right. I mean, it was more the forehead work, you yeah. know, and that and the type eyes. of kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. The eyes and the forehead. So. Um, so, yeah, the other thing is, is, you know, Kadeem Hardison, by the end of the movie, has pretty much lost all of his skin. He's got one yeah. eye left. Remember, they step on his eye. Uh, uh, you know, and... Uh, and Dr. Zako, who's the same guy from yeah. Serpent in the Rainbow, um... They well, Angela Bassett kills uh, Eddie Murphy at the mm-hmm. end, you know, um, and Kadeem Hardison and John Hughes get into the limousine. John Witherspoon. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I said that twice. Crazy. Yeah, 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 John Witherspoon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> John Hughes. Sorry, I think Don't I said that. Don't you forget about me? Yeah, yeah I, mean, <laughs> I think I said it. Sixteen candles. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, they find Eddie Murphy's ring and, uh, Kadeem puts it on and he becomes the next vampire. So mm. somehow, I guess the ring was what was, you know, turning people into vampires mm. in the first place. But, you know, and he gets all stylish and all, and he, all of a sudden he gets an accent and everything <laughs> like that. It, it's, it's a good movie. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's worth your time. All right, Dave. You got something worth our time? I got something worth our time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to ruin this fucking microphone, man. Um, This was an inventive take on a vampire movie, Uh, Shadow of the Vampire. Uh, Shadow of the Vampire is so good. Have you seen this? I don't think so. Oh, then this should be interesting. Basically, the story of Nosferatu. Yeah, Nosferatu is a movie that came out in the early 20s, and it was directed by a silent black and white movie Mm -hmm. starring uh, uh, Max Schleck. As the vampire in a creepy image, if you remember the image of I've like Salem's Lot, the picture of like that vampire yeah. with the long fangs and really and the big really bluish white yeah. skin, yeah. and it was directed by the uh, F. Uh, w. Mano. Yeah, and everyone, it was a creepy vampire movie, and everyone loved it. Mm. And it, it was probably one of the first horror movies, yeah. really. Yeah. Vampire movie, vampire movie for uh, sure. And well, because they wanted to make, didn't they want to make Bram Stoker's Dracula? Well, that's what we're getting they, into they, this movie. This movie is about the making. Of Nosferatu, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they the Murnau went to the Bram Stoker estate first. Yeah, uh, when he was going to make the movie, and said, "I want to make Dracula," and they said, "No, we're not going to sell it to you and everything." So Murnau said, "Fuck it, I'll do the same exact thing, but I'll just change the names." Yeah, yeah. And, and it literally was like a shot by shot uh, of Dracula, the Bram Stoker's Dracula, but it's instead of Count Dracula, it's Count Orlock, and they n- renamed the. Uh, all the other different like characters. The, the and everything. Keanu Reeves character was uh, played by Eddie Izzard. Yeah, Eddie Izzard in, in this the, movie. And... But the twist of this is 
people the, will tell the kind of the folklore that people kind of were so taken by Max Schleck's portrayal. Oh, of he was like a character actor. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. And that people like, like man, this guy is crazy in the character and looks yeah, like, like a he real would only, vampire. He, like he would only film at night. He would only show up in character and he wouldn't come out of character. You mm-hmm. had to call him Car- Orloff. But that's where it kind of the realism kind of separates yeah, from fantasy. Then, so this takes on, this script takes on a whole different level. Yeah. So tell us the, you, about it. You, you, who played the director? Um, the famous... Uh, Malkovich. John Malkovich. Uh-huh. And Carrie Elwood was one of the camera operators. Um, so what ends up what you end up finding out is the the Max Shrek that plays the vampire played by actually, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe oh, is right. actually a vampire. Oh shit! And that he knew he was a vampire when he hired him, uh-huh. and then slowly he starts like killing crew members. Oh shit! <laughs> and and the the craziest part of it is like he's doing all this to get close to the head German actress of the time mm. who John Malkovich has promised him to yeah. her, her to him if at the end of the movie, movie, if he finishes the movie uh-huh. and the movie, it's just crazy. And bro. Malkovich is the only one who knows that he hired a real vampire. Yeah. He has to sell this to the, the DP and the crew. But and he everything. tells a couple of the and people they, and they're him down. strangely okay with it. Yeah. They uh-huh. were like, he's super, he's a super character actor. I said, he's only going to go by Count Orlock. He's only going to uh, film at night awesome. and everything. Don't talk to him. He's not interested in your praise and everything. And every time they see him on the set, they're like, holy crap. And at one point, there's a, there's a great point where he's talking to uh, two of the uh, guys on the set and a bat flies out of nowhere. And oh, he yeah. grabs the bat <laughs> and he bites his head off and he drinks all his blood. Oh, shit. And then they, he walks away and they're like, oh my God. He's like, he's, he's the greatest actor we've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Not to realize that in, at one of my favorite uh, lines in the movie is where he uh, he attacks the DP and turns yeah. the DP and like just drains him when the lights go out and everything and he freaks out. And then John Malkovich like attacks him like verbally. He's down a DP. He he, he's like, keep going why on his movie. did you kill? Why not attack the script girl? And he's, and he, <laughs> I love the most, like, I'll eat her later. Yeah. <laughs> Um, didn't he win an Academy Award? Nominated. He was nominated for Academy Award and he makeup. He was great. He was amazing in this. He was uh, great. Willem Dafoe. It really, really was phenomenal. And it went down to that great scene. And through this whole movie, you're watching them re-film yeah. Nosferatu. Because you can so watch If you, if you watch Nosferatu, Nosferatu and then watch this or did it the other way around, it mm-hmm. would be just you as... You would see uh, some just, scenes. You would see the scenes that they were making at the time. Yeah. And uh, it was really well done all the way down to that very creepy ending where he even got the DP and... And the producer at, at some point he confessed mm-hmm. to the DP and the producer because everyone else okay was off. The, everyone else, but they were was okay like with it after or, it too, or, or fleed the set. Yeah. yeah, except for the German actress who was who is addicted to high level like morphine Laudanum. and was out of it like the whole uh, movie. Oh shit, Laudanum was what Malkovich was taking. Oh, okay. But when he was uh, fucked up on Laudanum at one point, he revealed to the DP and the thing. He's like, they were like, where'd you they find They went this along guy? with it after that. Yeah, they were like, where'd you find him? He's like, I found him in an old coliseum where I, or an old mausoleum when I was scouting for locations. Mm-hmm. And I realized he revealed to me that it was a real vampire. So I cut him this deal that he would make me the greatest movie ever if he got this uh, German actress that he was infatuated with. And that whole scene at the end with her where... It, so he revealed that to the DP and the producer, and not only they were all right, he revealed to him that I promised her Greta, which oh, was wow. the girl, yeah. and 
they chastised him, but then they showed up at the set. And huh. uh, at some point when they're filming it, she's really unsettled with the set. They're like, what's going on here? Why isn't anyone talking? Why is there no assistance here and everything? And they get she her to go in the bed. And they Max is like back and forth. Like, I am so ready to like drain her and everything. <laughs> and she catches... Uh, him in the mirror and sees she doesn't, he doesn't have a reflection oh, and so shit. she starts really freaking out so they just pump morphine into her until oh, and Malkovich is behind the camera <laughs> giving rolling. her directions and she's out of it raise the stake now <laughs> and this and that and at some point he's uh, he's lets her have her and it's just it's fucked up and it goes even crazier than that I won't reveal more of that it's a good it, it's a fantastic take on, take on, on, a, it, man. on a script on a vampire movie though. what was your favorite stuff in it um I mean that end sequence was probably my favorite stuff. It really was. It kind of kind of built up to that whole thing. You, I, I it was very stylistic from a cinematic point of view too. They had a lot of great uh, yeah. moments in that movie, where they were. Uh, remember they built that fake ship. Yeah. Uh, and then they showed the shadow of him coming across that ship and killing somebody. They do and, the they did the shadow thing a bunch of times. Yeah. You could tell that it was a, a kind of a next level indie take on vampires. So, yeah, that was a good pick. All right, my number one, the last one here, and I oh mean, I could like werewolves. I could do an entire pod just on vampires because there's just so many damn vampire movies. So much so that they, it's another thing. Like zombies should probably go away for ten years and then come back <laughs> when we, when we miss them. And uh, so I've kind of went back and forth on what my favorite vampire movies are, and we we could even mention some of our uh, our honorable mentions when I'm done with this too. Sure. Is uh, 2010's probably the last best vampire movie I had ever seen. And this was also one based on an original Swedish version, which was also fantastic, but for some reason this one already stuck to me. I think I saw this one first, so it kind of hit me in that way that I like this one better. And this is 2010's Let Me In. Oh, love yeah. this movie, man. I still haven't seen it. It is so good. I uh, feel free to ruin it, but yeah. I, you know, like, I, I, it is so good. I've wanted to see it. I just haven't it's taken the time. By Matt Reeves, and this was one of his first movies he did. He went on to do a lot of those, uh, I think he did. Who was the little girl? Uh, Chloe. Chloe, Chloe Months or something. Yeah, the girl, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Hit Girl from Kick Ass. Yeah, yeah. And she played Carrie in the remake of Carrie, and she's really popular right now. But the boy, too. The boy is also the boy from uh, Ender's Game and from The Road. He was the okay. little kid from The Road. And then you got Richard Jenkins. You've got Elias Codius. Yeah, that's her. Chloe Grace Morentz. So I'll just call her Chloe. But uh, one of my favorite guys in this was Elias Codius, who, uh, this guy here, you might know him as Casey Jones from the original Ninja Turtles. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he absolutely, was also an dude. app pupil. He was the bum that they uh, that he brought oh, yeah, in for him to kill. Yeah, yeah. And he, he's yeah. been a lot of great He's in Thin Red Line. He was really yeah. good in the Thin Red Line. Yeah, he's great. Uh, he reminds me of Bob. Yeah. But the director yeah. of this was uh, the same does. guy who did the Planet of the Apes remakes. Uh, and he's also doing the new Batman called The Batman. That's uh-huh. what that's his next movie. But this was a super indie movie. Like I said, it was a remake of the original. And what it deals with is this little kid who's kind of a uh, an outsider and he gets bullied at school. And he just goes out and is on his own all the time. He goes to the arcade. He plays games by himself. He picks up now and later. It was a very 90s type feel to this movie. And uh, I haven't had now and later <laughs> since, hey, man. since the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but 
what happens is he's got new neighbors at the apartment he's living at, and it's an older guy and a younger girl. The girl's probably 12, and the older guy's in his uh, late 50s, early 60s, and is played brilliantly by Richard Jenkins. This is probably this and Bone Tomahawk might be my two favorite roles I've ever seen Richard Jenkins do, mm. and this one is very low, low key, and he, uh, the movie starts kind of a little bit before this or after this. We kind of see the ending or uh, kind of towards the ending, and then we work our way back up to it. And at one point, we're seeing somebody being rushed to the hospital, and he's they say he's burned over 90% of his body, and it's gross, dude. Oh, wow. They're just showing his arms at this point. Later on, they show full-fledged his face, and it's mm-hmm. one of the most horrifying things that will – once you see it on film, you'll never forget it mm-hmm. from your mind. Yeah. And uh, he can't talk. You don't know what's going on. And Do you a lot, know who it is? Uh, you don't know who it is at this point. This uh, you don't know who it is at this point. And I'll tell you the scene that leads up to that, which is probably the best scene of the entire movie. Uh, I mean, the, the main premise is just that little boy kind of is befriended by this uh, little girl vampire mm-hmm. and everything. But it starts out with that horrible scene with a guy who's burned 95% of his body or 90% with uh, with this high-level acid, and you don't know how it happens. And Elias Codius is the cop that's kind of investigating everything. And at some point, he's off making a phone call, and you hear the nurse scream, and they run in the other room, and you realize, that the guy who had been burned by acid threw himself out the window and landed in the snow below and you don't know what the hell is going on. Well, let's jump forward here or uh, backwards a little ways and you've got Richard Jenkins who's basically... If anyone who's seen a lot of vampire movies knows the term a familiar, you know, uh, right. a familiar is kind of the guy that the guy helps gets vampire so stuff. Gets vampire stuff, yeah, you know. Go for, go for the, this, a go lot for of that. times in the ho- in vampire movies, Sam's lot. It was the what's yeah, his name? It's uh, yeah, James Mason. James Mason. And a lot of the times, why they get these familiars to do this is the promise that they'll turn them at right. some point. They want to turn. They'll basically, you're, you're basically the vampire's intern yeah. until he finds out, yeah. decides to actually full-fledged give you the job. Right. <laughs> and that's kind of what Richard Jenkins was in this movie. He was going out and he was finding people to kill and then drain them and bring the blood back to Chloe. And she would freak out. You'd hear her in the next room from mm-hmm. the kids. So the kids just hearing her freak out, not realizing it's just her getting like a bloodlust uh-huh. that she needs it quenched and Rickett Jenkins is out and you see him do it at one point and it's really phenomenal to watch mm-hmm. and it, it's straight out something from you'd see in a serial killer it's movie like in his back seat he gets car, in the back right? seat and he's wearing like a black uh, trash bag over his head and he's got the just the eye his his deep blue eye his bright blue eye kind of shows through the uh, through the hole in the bag and he's laying on the back seat and at some point you see them the car the first time you see the car stopped at like the railway crossing and he jumps up grabs him and you just see the uh, thing rock back and forth and then mm-hmm. the next shot is him in the woods hoisting the body up by yeah. its by his feet yeah. and he ties him all the way up he can secures the line and just has like empty milk jugs all over the place and he slits the guy's jugular vein and just collects all the blood yeah. uh, and everything and you could tell he's like getting winded he's not liking to do this he, why is he helping this girl so much and he gets back and he gives her all the blood and she's fine and she ends up meeting this little boy in the courtyard that's been bullied and everything and she sees cuts on him and she's telling him things like you need to stand up for yourself and they just basically start this relationship together where they're uh, really friendly and he takes her out at night to the arcades and they uh, get pictures taking each other in the in the little booth there and everything and they, they just he doesn't know what's wrong with her at some point 
at some point she does vamp out on him because he ends up wants to become blood brothers with her oh. and makes the cut wire back turn and when she turns she drops to her knees and her eyes turn and everything and it, he ended up getting people killed doing that because she busts out through the uh the shed that they were hanging in and this guy and a uh, girl walking their dog just happened to be there and she like climbs up this tree and jumps down from the tree and just oh, eviscerates shit. him. It's That's like, awesome. It's really brutal. But my favorite scene from this whole movie is with Richard Jenkins is doing the thing we've seen him already do. So he's in the back of the car. He's mm. got the bag over his head. He's waiting. This guy gets into the car from a store and he drives off. And right when he drives off, the car stops and you could tell he's t- the guy's talking to somebody and saying, hey, can you give me a lift? He's like, yeah, I give you a lift. He's my ride didn't show up, so now he got two people in the car. Oh and shit! Richard Jenkins in the back, and you can see his eye darting around. And the guy just gets in the car, drops his backpack on top of him, uh-huh. and everything. And it's, they're, they're just talking about useless shit, and you know Richard Jenkins is back there, and he's right. not sure what he's gonna do. So they stop for gas, and one of them gets out, and while the other one's out, Richard Jenkins jumps up and strangles the guy and you could see they have a great shot of the guy paying for gas and in the background you could see the feet moving and everything (laughs) like that and Rick Jenkins gets into the car and that guy who's paying for the gas gets out and meets two other guys that are coming in that he's friends with and while they're there talking you hear the car start and Richard Jenkins like and this was one of the best film scenes in the whole movie is the camera operator was in the back seat so you could see Richard Jenkins turn around and put his arm up to see out the back window because uh-huh. he's going to reverse the car as fast as he can. Right. And as he reverses the car, the, uh, the kid's like, oh, you stole my car. They're running at him and they're saying, so-and-so was in the passenger seat. Yeah. So they run at the car and they throw something and break the windshield so you can't see out of the windshield. Mm-hmm. And you could see lights where he almost gets hit a couple times. And the, You're inside the car where it starts spinning upside down. Oh, wow. And then they show the car upside down in a ditch and the kids are coming towards him and you hear the sign and everything and Richard Jenkins realizes that he can't be seen he does not want Chloe to get caught so much so that he has been carrying this hydrochloric acid around with him and just pours it over his face the fuck and all over his body and he's screaming the scream that you didn't even sound like Richard Jenkins oh man and so you jump forward in the hospital because he's the guy that was brought there and outside the window is Chloe who's come to visit him Uh and so she's you see her actually show up at the hospital and uh, barefoot and everything. And she's like, I'm looking for my dad. It's not his dad. Yeah. Not her dad, but she says it's her dad. And she's like, oh, he's on the 10th floor, but we can't, we really can't have visitors right now. And she just walks outside and you see her in the background on that shot Clim- of climbing, climbing up. Oh, awesome. She gets to the 10th floor and she knocks on the window and he comes and that's the first time you see his face and his nose is completely gone. Oh, Half his man. face is gone. You can see the row of teeth yeah. in there. And he basically... Uh, he hugs her and he he can't say anything uh, because it's all fucked up but he just leans forward saying this is your last kind of drink I can get for you yeah. and lets him lets her drain him oh, wow. uh, out of the throat and then she just you can see his eyes moving back and forth and when she releases him he falls out the window so what you thought he killed himself yeah. it was her draining him and everything wow and it was really crazy yeah good. that's and awesome it, the, the end scene I won't tell you the end scene but it was phenomenal where the bullies attack this kid and oh my god they're they're retribution, retribution happens man I'm telling you this was always a, satisfying this was a phenomenal phenomenal movie man and uh the, the the remake 
or the original Swedish version, just as good, man. But as far as vampire movies, I'm always looking for that um, those types of movies that show something else, do something that inventive. do something different and something inventive, that, and um, dealing with the guy that actually gets the blood for this yeah, girl. And that's pretty cool. One of the greatest scenes too is when uh, the uh, the kid goes into her apartment at some point. And is looking uh, around at, uh, oh, I think it might be Elias that's actually going through the apartment. Well, he finds this, uh, he finds this old time like photograph. And of, she looked the same? Uh, where she looked the same, right. but she was in there with another kid with glasses on that looked like Richard Jenkins' glasses. Uh-huh. So you got the idea that this new kid is going to be the new familiar and that Richard Jenkins has been with her since he was like 11 oh, and has wow. been taking care of her from since he was like 11 to like 50 something. Yeah. And she that's hasn't a changed. Shit job, man. And that's yeah. why she had, he had such a great relationship with her and that he aged and she didn't. That's crazy. And it's crazy. Yeah. And it kind of goes off with, uh, towards the ending with the idea that he is going to be the next Richard Jenkins man and it's just it's really phenomenally well crafted vampire movie hell yeah yeah so I think that'll be that'll be it for this any uh any uh like that 50 days of night was good the, oh, that yeah. was a vampire movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was, the I could have easily put Fright Night on here. Fright Lost, Night, Boys. Lost Boys. There, there's a whole bunch, but with like werewolf, same thing. Teen the Wolf, Wolf Man, Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf yeah, I didn't want to put any comedies. I no, I stayed I don't away know why, from most of the comedies because it, it's just so much that aren't. I guess that are, even though are, you should that represent. I mean, I mean, I kind of well done. To, I kind of wanted to throw uh, Underworld. On there. Underworld's like, good. You know, good. Yeah, that could be done in two different uh, categories exactly, there too. You know, yeah. um, uh, Michael Sheen was great as the head lichen in that movie. Man. Yeah, that's when we got. When, that's when most people who didn't play uh, uh, the werewolf D and D games heard the word lichen before. Lichen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure. everyone knew it. I hadn't heard it before. There was so many for ghosts. I know the others was one of those ones that we were talking about putting on here. The Conjuring. Conjuring I mean, is a great yeah, one. Uh, I regret not doing that one. I was thinking uh, the Frighteners. For the I ghosts. know, I dude. I know. Too. What a better opportunity. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Ghost Dad. That's a good one. Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost Dad. No. <laughs> good taste prevailed, thankfully. <laughs> All right. So if you enjoyed us talking some vampires, werewolves, zombie, aliens, and ghosts, tune in next week. Shit, it on my list. Up. Uh-huh. But we're next week we're talking about serial killers, serial killers, creepy kids, creepy kids. demons, demons, and uh, monsters. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Next week's gonna be a good one. That's gonna be the one that's gonna be released right on Halloween. So, like I said before, if you don't like uh, participating in the pumpkin carving and all that, but still want to have to listen to some good horror movies or see them, what we're one day away from the Halloween remake coming out, and yeah. I'm trying to angle going to see it tomorrow with my girl. I'm not sure if I've been successful yet, but we'll see. <laughs> I'm gonna help her bring stuff to Cedar Key for some work thing she's got going on. So get I'm, that on the way writing, home, get it in writing though. <laughs> on the way home, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's gonna help hurt my back helping you set up. Maybe, <laughs> maybe if we're sitting in the theater and eating some popcorn. <laughs> that would certainly help. That certainly help. Absolutely. <laughs> So, yeah, so we hope you enjoyed it. And uh, if you want to get a hold of us, we are available on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can give us a like, leave us a comment. We're also available on I, or on uh, Twitter at Dupree Podcast, Facebook with, at Fascinated with Films, and through email, films at gmail.com. Mm. Those are the places we can be found. Fascinating. It is fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Till next week. See ya. Bye. Late.
They're coming to get you, Barbara. 